It's the Play Cousins podcast up in this bitch. In this bitch. It's the Play Cousins podcast up in this bitch. In this bitch. We got Lindsay and Jamil and some cool guests too. We're going to talk about titties. So, huh, how about you? You want to join? Play Cousins podcast in this bitch. In this bitch. Boom, guess who sat back in the room? Oh, nah, you gotta stop already. Dum di di dum di dum di dum do. You gotta stop. Play when we do cousins, this. Come Put out this podcast soon. in rice. Put it in rice. Put, Put it, in, it rice. in rice. You know me not rich as spice, but me come out real nice. Jameer, you're canceled. Yeah, that was Woo! pretty bad. Play cousins is canceled this week, everyone. Except, Sorry. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's not canceled. The show goes on. Welcome to Play Cousins. We're doing our thing Woo! every week. This drops every Monday it's around one thirty. Motherfucking eight, Jameer. Episode eight in this bitch. Uh, get it? Pop uh, it in it. Oh, uh, get it? Oh, uh, in it? Oh, wait. Oh, Millie. Oh, Millie. Oh, Millie. Molly. I got white. I got Molly. Okay. Yeah. That was good. That was good. That was good. That made up for my uh, Jamaican uh That was oh, fucking terrible. It wasn't that bad. Shut I really up. just want to put you in rice. like. Oh, fire all for me, dickhead. <laughs> oh anyway, uh, Lizzie, how you doing? I'm doing great. You know why? Because I woke up to Nazir's beautiful face on my phone for his album done uh, video. So, I yeah. didn't see it yet. Is it's it good? Great. I mean, it's not like I was... It's, it's like a... Regular short, short film. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's it's cute. Is it like it's like Belly? Because I saw Ox a little is, bit. Okay. Yeah, Ox is in it. Yeah. Um, he's probably the best part of the video. Um, but yeah, and then they got uh, DMX. They have Khaled. I think they have Jungle. No, they don't. Have, they do not have DMX. Oh, okay. I'm like, it wouldn't be. But Belly, it's cool. Though. It's cool. My favorite part is when you see Nas taking a selfie with uh, DJ Khaled is taking a Snapchat selfie on a boat that's like going fifty thousand miles per hour, and mm-hmm. you just see Nas going woo with his arms up, and I'm like, this boy about to fall. Right. Off the boat. He can't be doing that. You know he's like 44. Listen, he can't be doing that because he's Jesus. Excuse me? So if he falls into the water, hey. it's like falling onto the ground. So it's not like falling into water because he can walk, he can walk on water. That's no, dumb. That was a great theory. No, it wasn't. This is <laughs> Listen, definitely getting put out. This is definitely getting Listen, put out. Listen, you're wearing a Beyonce hat. Stop it. I love Beyonce. <laughs> I need you to not. Why? Don't no. get us expelled from the Beehive. <laughs> Fuck I'm that. Not, I'm not trying to get Hey, ice. this is Jamil. I love Beyonce. <laughs> Slay Queen. <laughs> um, well, we putting that nice shit out. Don't think I forgot about that. Okay. How, how, was, your, how was your week? It's been pretty decent. It's, pretty been, it's been a little better. Yes. I mean, Made in America made my weekend. So yeah. I've been in a positive place because Coldplay is life, honey. Yes. Yeah. Slaying my life. I was there as well. I was there the first day. And I went, uh, I saw Jamie XX. And let me tell you something. <laughs> I rarely use You was living your the Caucasian phrase, life. Oh, was I? You're living that Caucasian <laughs> life. I was in there like, oh, <laughs> get it. Oh my God. Uh, get it, get it. You were uh, really rocking to some electronic shit, and I'm proud of you. With the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> so amazing. So shout out to Jamie XX. I caught uh, Kylie Grove and Rihanna. Rihanna was oh, pretty good, yeah, too. Yeah, Rihanna was great. Popping that, uh, really good. that ass of hers. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> All right, so, all, you know, what we try to do, as mm-hmm. always, every show, we got to get shit off, you know? Yes. We try to keep the show very positive. Go off, hunty. You know, but mm-hmm. we we, we want to get off some negative shit, just a little bit, yes, just a little bit. there's so, a lot of it right now. A lot of it? So you going to go? Okay, we got 20 <laughs> seconds on the clock. Lindsay, I'm gonna, I need I you. I had took a lot of notes because I was upset today. So I'm going to try to get this all in 20 seconds, and I'm probably not going to be able to. So if I talk fast, I'm sorry. Okay. But it needs to be, it all needs to be. 
said and put out in the atmosphere. And I apologize if I offend anyone else because just understand I'm infuriated by this news. Jesus. Okay. And go. Kanye, what are you doing? Why are you signing Tyga? This is the worst fucking decision you've ever made in your life. You already have the pussy from Kim Kardashian. You don't need to do this. So let's remember what Kylie did with Puma. She went over to Puma after she told you, oh, like, if we're not doing that, Kanye had to go out and tweet that shit. But also, let me say this. Pusha, I'm holding you fucking responsible. Let me just say this. You're the president. You can veto this shit. All right. Don't nobody hear that shit. Yeah. Dumbest fucking decision I've ever heard in my life. Tyga, really? He doesn't sell shit. Okay, okay, okay. But I'm just saying, what is he going to do for good music? What? Well, he makes clear- that meh music. Well, I don't like that. Well, clearly this was a family move. I don't agree. I don't agree. This, it was family. Listen, no Pusha way. ain't in the Kardashian family. I don't appreciate this. Pusha could have vetoed it. It, it. He can't. He can't veto. It's Listen, kind, you it's are yay. the president. Yes, but yay is, yay is the CEO. I don't give a the shit. The CFO. Listen, the Kim O-O-C. Kardashian's pussy is not good enough to sign fucking whack-ass Tyga. Ah! I don't agree. Have you been in it? motherfucking Tyga. Have you been in it? I don't care. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just what saying, I don't know. What kind of Kegel moves are you doing, Kim? <sighs> All right, I'm sorry. That was that Listen, was I just, I'm infuriated. I understand that Kim was like, oh, come on. Come on, Kanye. Can you please sign my little sister's boyfriend <laughs> to your record label? And he was like, I don't want to. He's not and even then, a rising artist. He is no, literally a non-selling, terrible, fucking trash-ass music artist. You want That's a hug? The, like, yeah, I do. Okay. Well, I, I got you on a hug later. Got right? you. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way. And I'm sorry everybody else feels that way. There's nothing we could do. Free designer. That's all I got to say. Uh, yeah, free designer. Shout out to designer. <laughs> Shout out to Xana. Um, okay. You got 20 seconds for me? Yes. Because this kind of this, this relates to mine. Okay, great. I'm you good. Ready? I'm glad they correlate. Yes, yeah, they kind of correlate. All right. And, and go. So I have a problem with my friends trying to be fancy and shit and have birthday dinners at Noble. I don't got fucking <laughs> Noble money. I knew I didn't have Noble money when I saw a Tiger and Kylie come out of Noble and paparazzi was flashing cameras. I initially thought it was for me. I thought they recognized the podcast. So I stood up. I said, oh, okay. Oh you know, it is. Play don't cousin. nobody want to hear that shit. Damn. But I think they, I think they low key recognized you, they and they were like, was like, and they were oh. like, well, listen, right now we're gonna get a little more money off of Kylie right, and Tyga, right, but right. you really gonna be the future money maker? I mean, they they probably I mean? caught like a whole bunch of side pictures. Of Hell me, yeah, 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 the side probably, the profile. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your face. <laughs> you know, I'm fancy I've never seen a tongue look like that. What? Yeah, well, that's what they say. <laughs> All right, so I want to open up the uh, the mics and and, yes. and the airwaves to our our esteemed. guests. Yes. Um, this Aww. young lady, I have the fortune of working with every day mm-hmm. and also just admiring her grind and where she's come from and her interview skills. I mean, she Ooh. is not only the social media manager for Hot 97. Yes. She is not only an on-air personality yes. at Hot 97, but she is also the creator and founder of Ladies Woo. First, uh, which has, Woo. I mean, boom. I mean, it, it's really, <laughs> that's the only word I can think of. Boom. It has taken off in the last, uh, I would say, nine months. And um, I've been trying to track her down for I'm, a minute. I'm so bad. It's okay. It's okay. So but uh, I want to introduce everybody to Jen from BK. Jen from Woo! BK! Thank you, 
guys. I love the energy of the show. Damn, we <laughs> love you, man. You gotta go off. You gotta yes. go off. <laughs> and thank you for that intro. No, 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 no. Yes. No problem. So before we get into who you are and where you come from and what you're doing, I know there's some shit that piss you off sometimes. I'll be I'm in the office with yes. you, I understand. <laughs> In 20 seconds or less, can you give oh, me ma- Oh, man. You're going to make me do this? I am going to make you do it. Everybody <laughs> got to do over. it. I'm over. I'm trying to get my you thoughts rent, together. You can vent about that. Yeah, Why isn't there that. a hangoverless alcohol yet? Oh. You know? Were you drinking vodka? Um, nah, I don't drink vodka. Oh, okay. Jack Daniels all the Ooh, way. Oh, shout out to Jack. Jack. Shout out to Jack. You know that honey mean? Jack. There you go. The, the, the money Jack. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's that like honey Jack is yes. so good. It's so good straight up. You don't yeah. need anything with it. You don't. Mm. It's just on the rocks. Jack Daniels you're good is to go. smooth. Huh? Jack Daniels is smooth. <laughs> Super smooth. Just Ooh. like this show, Play Cousins. Jack Daniels. <laughs> Jim from BK. All right. So we got Damn. that endorsement out of the way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you got to give me something in 20 seconds. Shit. Yeah. I'm dumb hungover right now. I'm really trying to get my thoughts together. Okay. I'm literally just staring into space right now. Um, Give me something about hip-hop, about life. Let me see. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. Yeah, because you're going to have to convert back. No, that's not happening. You're not converted back to See, me to and Jameer had this thing because we were both Android. I, I was I'm an Android I'm Android user. all the way. But then, you know what it is with iPhones, Jameer? The apps and the games and all that... Is nothing compared so, to the Android. Right. The Android is probably like B-lister when it comes to that wow. shit. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I, I agree. It's Only crazy. on Snapchat. It's crazy. Somebody nah. asked me was I snapping what? from a Game Boy one time. No. And I said, wow. I, I would just like to say it that Droid work. from a Snapchat is the most painful story to watch. It, it doesn't matter because my stories be lit. Uh, your what stories do you is mean? lit. My it's like it's like grainy. Lit. It's like the 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 as you move it's like a, it's like slow. a flip book. It's, it's literally bad. like a flip book. Well, have fun, fuckers, paying hundred and sixty dollars <laughs> for Bluetooth headphones. Ain't nobody buying those. You, you can get that lose adapter those in a day. Right. Damn. You at least get the adapter. Them. Look at them. Have you fun. You get the adapter. Little, An adapter. Little, the adapter cord so you need that you can plug in. Plug for your headphones into the charger station so you can't charge your phone that's, I know it's bullshit I know wild. it's bullshit it's bullshit however I am wild. not getting a flip book fucking camera to post to fucking Snapchat and Instagram story yeah because that's don't what matters that does fucking matter <laughs> for our for all of our brands that motherfucking matters no. Jimmy I'm tired of looking at flip back a flip book ass toy <laughs> it's not your time Jen I, I think that was the rant for me you know no. That was your rant? I like her a lot. Yeah, that was, that was rant? a rant right there. Yo. The damn iPhone earpods. Not with it. Good. Get something else. Good. Because I what? can't find shit around the house. That's, That's right. The first thing I'm going to lose when I cop it. Have fun. Have fun losing $160. <laughs> nah. <laughs> the first day. For two earbuds. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. Weekly. I better not see none of y'all come back to the Android team. <laughs> and I pressed somebody about this <laughs> yesterday. If I see you come back, off with your koofy. I'm taking it back to 06. <laughs> Off with your koofy. Don't come back. He oh said koofy. Second that's real. Oh six is when I basically had Android, so that's fine. Wow. Um, that was petty. a long time ago. No. I hate y'all. Um, wanted to talk to you. I wanted to have you up because, again, I've seen your progress. I haven't been around you since your start at Hot 97. But from what I've seen from you uh, envisioning your brand... And you actually taking the steps to making it happen from the guests that you got had to the guests that you are getting now. I mean, it is a a smooth incline. It is it it is so 
it's so wonderful to see your show blossom and your brand blossom. I mean, we had this talk. You were, uh, I don't want to say your age, but we had this talk. You can. I okay. see, I, that's one thing I don't mind saying, my age. Right. in this business, Ooh. you're not supposed to. Right. But I don't give a fuck. That's interesting exactly. that you're I don't not care. supposed to. Yeah. So, so Jim was approaching her 30th birthday. Yes. Uh, Girl, I you. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's not even a, Look no. good, right? Yeah. yeah. If she was, I still get carded, so I, I think it's a that's good a blessing. Thing. I think of Suzanne who said she was thirty-seven. I'm like, what? Yeah, we couldn't. We can't. <laughs> y'all really be with the face. I don't know what y'all recommend, but <laughs> y'all straight with it. But you know, we we had this conversation right before your thirtieth birthday. Word, yeah. Jenna just got a, an on-air position at Hot ninety-seven. Just kind of like, I don't know, Jameer. It was one late night. And I was like, Jen, you're in a perfect position. Watch all this shit just start lining up for you. And slowly but surely, boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom. And Jenna's just been taking it um, out the park, I mean, as of lately. So I, I wanted you to have you cry. here. Stop no, it. I'm sorry. I'm Stop. sorry. But I wanted to come up here. And, I wanted you to come up here and I wanted to celebrate you. But also, you know, people see the tip of the iceberg, which is the success as far as your career. Mm -hmm. But I want you to talk a little bit about how you got started and, the, and mm -hmm. the hurdles that you had to overcome. I would say when probably leaving FIT, a lot of people don't know this, but I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology, right? Because mm. fashion was my, first, was my first passion. So I thought. But, you know, after two years into it, I was kind of like, this ain't it. And I've always had a thing for entertainment and media. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to bounce. I'm just going to leave. And I end up going to IAR. Uh, which is the Institute of Audio Research. And mm. then I just started doing my thing there and learning production and music. And I, a lot of people don't know this. I don't even think Jameer knows this, but I'm also a certified audio engineer. Are you? Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, wow. you know, being in the studio and like I used to love fucking around with the boards and the beats and stuff like that. I wasn't really good, but, <laughs> but you know, you did I'm, it. but I did but it. Yeah. I'm certified, <laughs> damn it. So that's a good thing. Um, and then it just landed me at Hot 97. And when I got here, I interned for Flex and Enough First. Really? Before yeah. Pete and uh, Saif? Yeah. Wow. Them. Actually, Saif and Pete got me from Flexen wow. and E. Yeah, that was, that was a whole different story. You don't want to know about that. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of drama. Yeah. Um, but, um, and then I bumped into Saif sounds in the hallway. He just, he was looking really upset. So I went up to him. I was like, yo, what's going on? And, you know, you look really, you look like you're crying right now. And then from that conversation, we just kind of talked. And then... A couple months later, Miss Jones had just gotten fired. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. She's been I around Miss Jones yeah. hot for for a little minute. Yeah, she was around for a hot minute. Yeah. So when she got fired, Siphon Rosenberg got her show. Right, mm -hmm. and that's when um, they asked me to come along and just ride out with them. So then, mm. for about four years, I was working with them on the morning show, filling in for Kate Fox, and I mm. was the one pretty much pulling all the audio, chopping up all the shows. Everything you heard on air was pretty much me. Wow. Um, so, because obviously I did production, all that shit. So then, um, like filling in, next thing you know, I got a position with the digital department because bills have to get paid. Absolutely. Yes. Interning can only go for so long. You know Very what I mean? true. You know, shout out to Saif, Pete, and Rico too. I was making peanuts, but you know, it was an experience. Mm -hmm. um, Great experience. But, yeah, but in between that, you know, I had to do the intern thing. You know all the interns coming up here? Mm -hmm. They are blessed. Because let me tell you, back in the day, I had I had to be the one to go get the cars, park the cars, go get their food, Shit. answer the phones, then produce the audio and cut out everything. So mm. right now, they got us so lucky. Back then, I, you just had to develop this work, work ethic that you've never had before and just be able to hustle and be on the move and just keep going and going and going. Mm. Um, so from there, uh, I needed to get money. So the digital department just started up. 
uh, their own thing. Yeah. Hot7.com at the time was kind of new. Mm-hmm. Hot7.com, uh, anything was new. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody, nobody had blogs back then. It was mm. just magazines, right? You had The Source, you had Vibe, you had all these print magazines. Um, I so, do remember that. Yeah, so then we started to create a Hot97.com. They asked me to sign up. So me, Laura Styles, and Tat Wizza, shots to both of them. Uh, we started out as digital producers. Wow. Which are the ones that sat in the studio, blogged, yep. and did all social media. So we were the first ones to do that. And then um, then I got hired, and then things just started climbing. And now I'm rolling. ahead of the social media department. Let's go, content, Jen. Yes. <laughs> made my way on air. Um, yeah, so it's been quite a ride. That's a lot of loyalty too, though. Yeah, you know, a lot of people would just like you know be like you know fuck after like a few years you just be like you know fuck this if I can't like make exactly what I want out of it because people give up so quick these Mm -hmm. days. Everybody thinks like you know after two months of working somewhere they become entitled and just want to be like why won't you hire me when it's like it takes so much effort, especially in this industry. It's not even because it's not even about the work ethic. Sometimes it's also just about who you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's about like them seeing like you know are you going to always be loyal to us? Are you always going to ride down for us? And like the fact Mm -hmm. that you've stayed for this long and it's. It's, it's more than earning for you. Like, yeah. to be able, it's such a reward. It Very definitely cool. is. You know what I mean? I, I spent the last, oh, all of my 20s at Hot 97. Mm. So it's, wow. yeah. So yeah. It, it's a long ass time, <laughs> wow. man. I'm going on my, I was on my eighth year right now. Going on my ninth. Wow. Um, But yeah, you know, it was more about loyalty too. I mean, I love them, but it's also about proving myself that I could do it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, a lot of people give up once, you know, they get thrown yeah. certain things they don't want to do. And that's why I tell a lot of these interns and kids I talk to, if they're asking you to go pick up food, go wash the window, mm-hmm. or like just do some shit that you feel is degrading you, it's actually bettering you. They want to test you. They want to see if you could put down your ego and your pride and actually do right. these things if you're yeah. hungry enough. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I learned along the way and it's taught me a lot now. How much patience did you have to have along these years? Because I'm sure, even though you envisioned yourself being here and wanting to do the things that you're doing now, there were plenty of chances or or thoughts in your mind where you were just like, yo, I'm done with this, or I'm kind of over this, or I want to A lot of times. Yeah. A lot of times. It was rough. I used to cry myself to sleep a lot. And I'm not a crier. But it, it just got so rough because it's like, you know, you need to eat, you need to pay for shit. Sometimes your friends are doing things you can't even go out because you don't <laughs> got the money for it. Yeah. Like Nobu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Nobu. Like Nobu. Right, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard. And, and a kid come out of college, too. It's like, mm. fuck, you know what I mean? I got this degree. I'm a certified audio engineer. I'm doing all this shit. Like, what is it really doing for me? Yeah. So, a piece of paper no, doesn't work anymore. Nah, mm-hmm. nah. You need the experience, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. So, yeah, it, there was a lot of tears, a lot of hardships. Also, you know, a lot of closed doors. Mm-hmm. When you're in this industry, people got to understand, shit's not going to happen for you overnight. You got to work that shit. Mm-hmm. And longevity is a, worth a lot more than just an overnight being an overnight sensation to me. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I look back on it now. I'm 30 years old. In retrospect, everything that I've done, the grind and the hustle, is just making me stronger. I know it sounds mad cliche, but... Yeah, but it's, it's true. But yeah, I was going to yeah. say, like, cliches are usually truths. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now anything anyone wants me to do, I can do it, anything they need. Run the board, get on the mic, do, you know, my TV show, yeah. edit some audio, clean up some beats. Like, it's all tools that's going to help me down the road. So absolutely, I'm in a good spot right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I often talk with Lindsay about this. Uh, and, you know, we, we've had candid conversations just about the hip hop industry mm-hmm. and what you look like. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, for Lindsay, it's been a, a journey because, you know, of her skin color. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you get doors closed in that regards. And um, 
I wanted to talk about that. Have you ever faced kind of discrimination for knowing about hip hop and music and being knowledgeable, but just being not the right look in a sense? I face that every day. Mm-hmm. I do. Because that's why I look up to Miss Info so much. Shout out yes. to Miss Info. Yes. That's, Shout out to Miss Info. That's the homie. She, she, for me in the Asian community, especially for someone that loves hip hop, she is such an icon. Mm-hmm. Be able oh, to just completely. break the walls down, mm-hmm. come to Hot 97 and be a force to be reckoned with. Like people actually respect her for what she does and not because of her race and where she's from. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I deal with it all the time, even growing up where I grew up at. You know, being one of the only Asian families in the neighborhood, you you got to be strong. You know, you're hearing racist shit every day, but, you know, you got to keep it trucking. You got to keep it moving and show them that, you know, nah, I'm, I can hold my own. I can do, I can do, I can be where I'm at. You know, you can't talk to me a certain way. So I've always had this thing where this chip on my shoulder that right. anything that sounds even remotely racist, I'm not with it. Mm. That's why you'll never catch me doing any racist jokes or making any racial epithets because that's just not in me because mm-hmm. I've experienced it. That's why I feel like people who who don't do that have experienced racism and that's right. why I don't call for it. And people mm-hmm. who can say so easily have never really felt it the way certain people have. Exactly. Right? So for me, it's kind of like dealing with that and then getting into hip-hop. You know, I was a little worried, but... You got to be fearless in this industry. Exactly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And also, you got to know you got to know what you're talking about, especially if you're not. You oh, know. yeah. Yeah. I th- you know, I think it's like when you face any kind of discrimination, like you have to work twice as hard. Yeah. To, hell yeah. You know, to to be in the same room as somebody who, you know, just, you know, is is black mm-hmm. or is mm-hmm. white and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever color you are. Or even a male. You if you're a female, if you're a female, if it's a male yeah. You know, you have lot. to work twice as hard to get in that those, those same kind of spaces. Right. So I appreciate both of y'all, you know, resiliency. Oh, you know, And um, it's a true tribute to who you are and what you've accomplished because you got this lady's first popping popping off. We riding. Off. To my girls, my ladies. Yes. Lila, Savannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the whole Ladies First team. That's right. It's a movement. It's about women empowerment. And it started from because, you know, I don't know if you know where I sit at, but my desk in the corner, like, I can see the views of, I can see the entire hallway, right? So I see people walking in all the time. And I got to a point where I'm like, damn, there's just mad dudes coming in here. Like, there's no women. Like, Mm. there's just no women artists, no women nothing. And that's what kind of transpired and trickled everything and, and had me, you know, really... Working and grinding, trying to make this ladies first thing work because mm. I need something for the ladies because we're out here doing our thing and we need a lot more recognition than than we've received so far. Right. I still feel, you know, so building ladies first is very important to me to inspire women, young girls, dreams can happen, especially for me, a kid out of Brooklyn who felt like she couldn't really go beyond her 10 block radius. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And also being an Asian girl. You know, you could just show that your dreams can come true if you just work hard through it. So Ladies First is more than just a show. It's a movement. You know, I'm trying to do a lot of charitable work right now. Give back to the kids, to the women, to the girls. Um, and we got other things, other things planned. Right. So um, keep on the lookout for that. Yeah. And the website, too. I'm revamping it. It's going to be something you've never seen before. Nice. Something that yeah, people aren't doing. Mm. I think a lot of women are going to enjoy it. And um, just be on the lookout for it. Yeah. Yes. And Jen's interview, like, I'm talking about, like, Crazy, like <laughs> Kiki Palmer, Remy mm-hmm. Ma, Salt yes. and Pepper, which was one of my favorite interviews mm-hmm. um, oh, that thanks. I saw. 
uh, this year. I think you did one with Alessia Cara last Alessia year. Cara I love that one oh, because she's you. she's so like odd and different and like the the weirdo of the class, and that's mm-hmm. why I liked it because it's like you don't get to see you like there's one thing to get females and stuff, but to get shy females in their perspective, like you know the, the Kalani's and yeah. people who are just kind of like I was the weirdo slash emo kid of my class. Like it's hard to get them to speak out in certain ways. Sometimes I like the light that you shed on Alessia a lot. Yeah, I definitely want her, and I actually got her before she popped off with a record mm-hmm. so which is very yeah. important i mean and i heard a couple just of, being pushed yeah yeah i heard a couple of records i was like oh, she's fucking fire um but it was important for me to have alessia because she's so different and yeah. that's what's important about my show ladies first i don't have just one type of female on my exactly show. i want to show all the different facets all the yeah. different type of women that's it's important there. to cover like people don't people think that we should only cover you know the confident and like there's yeah. some yeah. women who really cannot like handle social situations but yep. they have so much like creativity and knowledge and so talented. And that's why i appreciate things like that you mm-hmm. know exactly yeah. yeah so you know it's all about building women and everything so i'm, I'm really trying to take ladies first to the next level Hopefully turn into a multimedia company one day. That's okay. the end goal. I'm trying to give myself at least five years, ten years to really make it to the to the top, top mm-hmm. that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of goals in mind. And I'm an overachiever, so I never stop. I'll never be satisfied. <laughs> like, you, I can win ten Emmys right now. I'll be like, okay, nah, nah, what's next? Right. I guess, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never want to stop. Ever. Uh, well, I mean, that's... <laughs> That's major because we need people like that in the industry, especially people who are going to empower other people and just not in it for like self gain. You get a lot of people in this for self gain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I think everybody's in it for a certain amount of self gain. But to put yourself on a platform to build other people up. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people aren't doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think you are a, a good role model for. A lot of young ladies out there that's trying to come through in this industry. I, I know you 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 mentor and you you have interns and you know these people look up to you. Mm-hmm. Even even uh I, uh my friend uh I don't she still work with you. Who Danielle? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's okay. My assistant. That's my baby girl. Okay. Right okay. There. You're making She's sure a lot like, of goals. Yeah. Right. I know Danielle. I met Danielle and Danielle was working on a show and trying to get her own brand started and you know she interviewed you. Mm-hmm. For her, for her show, for her site, mm-hmm. and you were like, is, "Is she cool?" And I was like, "Yeah, she's good." Next thing I know, she was she was her assistant. Wow! And you know, uh, Jen gave her that opportunity, and this, this is what she this is what Danielle wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So now she has a chance to build her own space. So, mm-hmm. which is really dope. And I love to see that. I love to see people do but good and achieve. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, a lot of self gain and stuff like that. Like that's not me, right? At all. So to see other people prosper. <laughs> And if I can help in that, there's no better feeling. Mm-hmm. Seeing mm-hmm. someone else's dreams come true, that's just ill. Yeah. Super ill of me. <laughs> What's your, uh, your I've, I've noticed your, your interview style. Um, you like to, first of all, you when you say you're an overachiever, you prepare a lot. You mm-hmm. prepare a lot for these interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, even like going down to the details of uh, the type of questions, like she does a segment called This or That. Mm-hmm. So the type of questions she'll like involve everybody. Like, is it is it cool to do Beyonce versus Rihanna, <laughs> or should we do Beyonce versus Janet? And everybody be thinking. So I know you prepare a lot, but uh, where does your style come from? Do you try to make people more comfortable, have more of conversational style, or is it just like preparation, preparation, preparation? It's all about conversation mm. because I wanted to feel like when you're talking to me, you're talking to a homegirl because I am right. a homegirl from Brooklyn. You know what I mean? I go around the neighborhood and everything. Everyone sees me and all that shit. So. I'm still the same Jen. I want to talk to people, even celebrities, whoever, as Jen, as if you're talking to just Jen. Mm. So I really want to keep it, you know, cool, calm, nothing unexpected, chill, as if you're just kicking it right now. 
right. just sitting in mm-hmm. a corner in, or in your crib just having mm-hmm. a conversation. So, But definitely you got to prepare. That's one thing I've learned and, and saw a lot of people haven't done. You know, you got to know who you're talking to. Very you know, true. How many interviews I've seen people are like saying something and then the artist or celebrity be like, no. Nah, that's happened. not me. Like, shh. Yeah. yeah that's, I ain't do that. It's definitely yeah. embarrassing to get corrected on that. Oh, so. nah, nah. Yeah. Definitely That not. actually happened to me. I interviewed AJ and Free once on their, their last 106 finale. And I was talking to them about how... Uh, I guess I was like, oh, remember that time that like Jay-Z surprised Beyonce in that one moment where like it was like back in the day, I think when like uh, the black album was like be- being promoted mm-hmm. and they were like, you mean when Beyonce surprised Jay-Z? I was like, my bad. <laughs> 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 you know what? They looked yeah. at me like, oh. like, how is that your favorite moment? And you don't even know who yeah. surprised you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It sucks. And it sucks because after that, the celebrity's already checked out. Right, yeah. right. They're, They're like, all right, she don't know. Something. He doesn't know right. yeah. I'm, who, I'm, who I am and all that. So it's very important to, to, to yeah. research this shit. Yeah. Be- Super important. You, you have to, especially because you know these celebrities, they do interviews every day day yeah right. so it's about standing out in a sense to make them feel like they're not doing an interview exactly you know make them feel comfortable right so you do a very good job mm, of that. thank very you i appreciate it and, and i enjoy it i mean the people i have on ladies first of all people i look for or people have come to me you right. know what i'm saying it's different sometimes people get given interviews you got to do it but i've enjoyed every person i've reached out to every person so of course i'm gonna want to talk to them and know more about them so mm. that always makes it easier too right. yeah yeah. It's really simple. Who's hating on you these days? You got haters? Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you think this is, man? <laughs> once you're, yeah. on, the, once you're yeah. on the internet, you, ob- you automatically have yeah. haters. So. Yes, yeah, son. I mean, <laughs> I don't even look at the comments anymore because... Once you look at, don't ever look at comments when you oh, post painful. things up. Yeah, they're yeah, painful. They're painful. And they fuck with your psyche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. So I stay away from that because if it starts fucking with my psyche, then it starts fucking up my creative flow. And I'm like, all right, are they going to think this way? Or right. not? So just don't read it. You just got to look at the views number and that's it. You got there it. There you go. That's all it is. As long as people are paying attention, there's views, then that's all that matters, that people are watching. Right. And um, yeah. It, it's it's uh, not to cut you off, but it's cliche mm-hmm. that somebody, you know, somebody was just like, well, if people are hating on your comments, they still have watched the video. Exactly. Like, they gave you those views. Like 28 minutes in, you said this shit. Well, <laughs> right. 28 minutes in, you watched you for 30 watched fucking it. minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. you spent 30 fucking minutes trying to find one shit. thing to say. So. Right. For real, yeah. yeah. I seen someone left a sick comment on my Instagram with some racist shit. Oh, no. It was like, yeah. It was like, what he said? He said, um... Oh, you Chinese bitch. You think you a gangster. You ain't gangster. You in this hip hop shit. I'm just like, all right, cool. But see, that goes back to the whole racism thing. Right, right, right. Having to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. So because I'm Asian, I I shouldn't speak on these things. I, you don't know where I came from. You didn't know I could have came from, you know, fucking being in a multi-million dollar house to, mm-hmm. to the fucking ghetto. You have no idea. You can't judge. You don't know who I am. So... Um, mm-hmm. That really affected me because he didn't know where I was from, where I came from, my roots. You know what I'm right. saying? I think a lot of people think that these people are just implanted into the industry and hip hop because it's it's a fad or it's a phase right now that yeah. everyone's getting down with it. That now anyone we have culture vultures now, so everybody culture thinks that vultures. anyone who is not like looks like a person that would stereotypically be part of hip hop right. or like where hip hop was birthed from. They think that we're all culture vultures now. Exactly. Like, they would think me or you would be one. And it's like... Exactly. It's, it's sad Let's have a conversation shit. first. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's ignorant. And it's just ignorance. You know what I'm saying? And I'm the type that like, yo, if you're going to spit out ignorance and get ignorance back, uh, thrown back on you, then you can't say shit. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, 
Yeah, well, so with that comment, it just it struck me a little bit because I don't ever get bad comments on my Instagram. So to see that, I kind of hurt a little bit. But mm. whoever you are, fuck you. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still right. doing this. That's I'm right. I'm still out here. And the people that know me know where I'm about and right. where I'm from. So it is what it is. All right. Uh, before we, before you, we let you go, can we talk about this? Oh, it is? Yeah, can we talk about this? You see that blank, 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 Someone's got a yeah. ring on their finger. Yeah. I don't know so what's well. on topic or what's off topic. Always <laughs> just got to give you eye contact. But um, you recently like got right engaged. Should I just oh sit like God. this right now? Yeah, no, you heard my eyes. Just a little bit. That yeah, is a beautiful ring. Yeah, it's pretty iced out. Shouts to my baby. He did really well. Aww. And um, it's funny. I was doing an interview with Tish Hyman. Mm-hmm. And she stopped dead in the interview. She was like, God damn, what the fuck? Because that shit was just shining. It was shining. I told my baby that. It was like, oh, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Yeah, everybody didn't notice. What? What? (laughs) That is, no, I mean, and it's a a tribute to how long y'all been together? Ten years this Ten year. Years. Wow. Ten years. Ten years. So he's been with you from the start. From the so very start. He, yeah. Right. Yes. How I'm challenging was uh, for for him to see you be in this industry? Because he's not in the same nah, industry. Totally not. And I love that because yes. it brings a sense of calm to myself. I right. can come home and be relaxed. Yin and, and just, yang. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Be the, away from all he'll, that. he'll be your biggest supporter because Absolutely. he doesn't have to compete with anything you do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he's been very supportive of everything I've done. You know, mm-hmm. there's been years, well... He thought I should have dipped from hot a couple mm. of years. I mean, maybe like five years into it because I was just making no money. And I was just dumb broke and I was putting these hours. He was like, yeah. come on, baby, you got to get your shit together. Like, what's going on? Like, really think mm-hmm. about it. But right. other than that, you know, he's seen me climb over the hill now. So he just wants me to keep on excelling. He's always giving me ideas, always telling wow. me things I should do. Um, yeah, so he's dope. He Goals. Go. Goals. Stay goals. Fucking <laughs> hey. goals. We don't need somebody loyal goals. like that in our corner, like to continue to push mm-hmm. us and everything. Yeah. And, you know, it paid off. And the funny thing is, though, like, we never talked about marriage. You know, is that funny? Yeah. Wow. Never came out of my mouth, never came like, out never? of his mouth. Ever. Why? Ever. You didn't want to rush or? Nah, I mean, we was just... You sound like very career-driven to the point that's where that's what just it what is. consumed everything. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I was just stuck on that and just we were just flowing and things were just going good. There was just no need for a conversation of marriage. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I didn't... I wasn't thirsting for it. I wasn't feeding for it. You know, women would think after five, six years, you're like, what's well, a rock? What's yeah, going yeah, yeah. on? You know? Oh, that's the problem. Y'all all got that that's antenna. The problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's really the problem. We think we need to be at a certain place at a certain time or right. at a certain stage. So, yes, yeah, that's... take your damn time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it came out of nowhere. So, I mean, Aww. I'm engaged. Yay. Hey. Yes. There you Engagement. go. Bagels, career goals. Jingy doing your thing. Yes, Jimmy, I appreciate it. No, no problem. <laughs> so I appreciate much. you. Thank you for coming here. Thank you. Um, you know, we'd love to have you on again. Mm-hmm. Please feel free. Just tap <laughs> me on the shoulder. Like, I want to come on play cousins. That's you know, that's now, no problem. I'm glad I did this because Jamia works with me every day. Yeah. And I don't really talk much. I sit in my corner, listen to music, and I just chime in whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. So for him to kind of learn more about me and who I'm about and what I've done, this is this is really and cool. And now everyone who like watches you and sees you all the time can learn more about you too. Absolutely. Yeah. The yes. ignorant fucking commenters can be like, oh, I was stupid for saying that. Yeah. Yeah, suck right. a dick, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. That's right. I need that for a drop. Oh, hey, well, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Jen from Brooklyn, ladies hey, and gentlemen. Thank you. Can I get a 
I do my plugs real quick, though? You can. Yes. Okay, make sure you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Jen from BK, my Snapchat, Jen Brooklyn. Tune into my shows, BK Brunch, Sundays, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. to 2 p.m. And also my ladies' first shows, it drops every other week on hotline7.com. And um, be on the lookout for all the ladies' first shit that's about to drop. There we go. That's it. There we go. Yes. Great cousins. I love this. There we go. <laughs> We're going to open up uh, yes, the honey. guest lines, all right? Uh, we have this brother. I had the fortune of being on his show first. Really? Uh, Encore Radio. Yeah, and one of the best interviews that I've ever received, too. He was wow. pretty amazing wow. in that regard. We had a good time, though, didn't yes, we? We definitely did. So that means that you got to make this the best interview of his uh, life. I don't though. know. I don't know. You got to um, return the favor. I don't know if I'm that good. But Shamir, come on. If you can be a Trump supporter in the middle of Harlem. That's not what happened. I wasn't a Trump supporter. What happened okay, was. Okay, if you can troll as a Trump supporter. I trolled as a Trump supporter. And make it believable, you can definitely do the best interview of your life. Okay. I believe in you. Thank you, Queen. Yeah. I believe in me too. Yes. A little bit. I don't really know. Let's get we'll to see. it. Yeah. Shout out to the Encore Radio team, by the way. Cha Cha. I love Cha Cha, by the way. Me too. You got to bring her, <laughs> bring her by next time. Um, he is the founder of the Indie Creative Network, and he'll also be doing his uh, podcast live yeah. from uh, TL, from the six, as the kids are calling it now. <laughs> from the six, he'll he'll six. be uh, in Toronto. Six. What date, sir? <sighs> um, it'll be nice <laughs> if it could be next week, um, the fourteenth. But uh, you know, travels and stuff like that. Oh, so. it got pushed back. We will, we will, we will see if my funding is looking all right. If the funding is looking all right, I'll be up there. Okay, well, let's, let's say that. All right, let's. It, we're crossing our fingers yes, for that. Please do. Just opening the mics for uh, Why So. Give it up for Why. Good thank to you, have thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank what, you. Thank you. Wagwan star. Oh my god! Not much, you know. Just I'm um, chilling. He understood what I was saying. So, yeah. I I know he understood. It's just <laughs> <laughs> I just need you to not. <laughs> okay. I appreciated the intro. It was dope. That, hey. was, that was dope. That was my dope. brother. Thank yes. you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. All, All right, right, so we do this twenty second rant thing, man. Oh, man. We need you to rant about something for twenty seconds. We keep the show positive, but. We need you. Gotta uh, get it off your chest. Gotta get it off your chest. All right, all right, oh, he's all right. Ready. You ready? Well, um, you know, I like right. podcasts a lot. So I don't really like when I see other podcasts beefing with other podcasts because I think that it's stupid. There is mad space for everybody else's podcast. Why y'all beefing? Like, it just makes no sense. You know, we could... I like to be positive, too. I find, like, when you're positive, positive shit happens to you. So come on, just, yo, just put the beef away, for real. Well, you got it. You got it under 20. All right, good job. Mm -hmm. Good job. Yeah, I don't like... Excuse me. I don't like to see that shit. Yeah. Um, I feel like everybody... All right, so... We may all be doing this podcast thing and trying to be emerging young souls yes. out here. Everybody has a lane. Yes. I, nobody could be the a better Jameer than I can be. Mm-hmm. Nobody could be a better Lindsay. Wise. We all have our own lane. Exactly. Facts. All you have to do is be confident within yourself. Mm-hmm. Whatever lane you're in. Nobody can bring anything better to the table keys. than you can. Keys. 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 Major keys. I can't, even, I can't lie, though, and act like it wasn't hella entertaining to see Nori tweet about when all that, the rap radar exactly drink champs. That's exactly what I was champs. talking about. Exactly I know. I, I don't yeah. like to see it, but Nori's responses literally had me crying. Like, like literally I, had me crying. Well, okay. See, all right. But we're talking about now. 
Mm-hmm. Nori and, and uh, Rap Radar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Drink yeah. champs. I mean, yeah. these these guys are pretty well off already. Yeah. So Both of them are like the top hip-hop podcast talked about. So it's kind right. of like, it's hard because they're both, both of them want that number one spot. And Nori yeah. keeps, ta- keeps getting it, but then Rap Radar will come in with like, you know, um, I believe it was... Biggs that what oh, was, Biggs, Biggs was, was Biggs was like number one I think Biggs uh, was one of the best interviews Nor- I've ever Nori heard. was like Nori with them was actually number one and then mm-hmm. like uh, Fat Joe Remy Ma so like yeah. it, Rap Radio keeps coming in so like you know Nori is kind of just like you got these storytelling shits when I got some storytelling shits and it's it's like it's two different lanes like yeah, you know exactly. so they're not they're not even the same type of no. podcast it's not but there's and they're both hella entertaining yeah. one's a little more knowledgeable the other one's a little more like conversation like not even conversation but like sitting sitting on a stoop like yeah. like Nori's yeah. reminds me of sitting on a stoop you know smoking smoking something or drinking something smoking what, and you're Lindsay? just like <laughs> <laughs> not me but okay. like just hanging out and like just like a casual like a candid casual conversation about yeah. like remember that one time I did this type of conversation yeah. while Elliot Wilson and B Dot are so good at researching stuff that we oh, all forgot amazing. like that YouTube video of when y'all were in the tunnel and you see this what was that about like mm-hmm. stuff that we basically it's like a, the fans versus the insider industry right Right. It's kind of yeah. what it is. Yeah. And it sucks to see them beef, but... It really does because the thing of the... The amazing thing about podcasts is that you could have your own lane. And since podcasts are so... Inc- like, your audience has to be so in tune to you and to what you're talking about that you're not really going to crisscross into someone's lane. Like, you could be in hip-hop and someone has a, a show about hip-hop and it'd be completely different, you know? Right. Yeah. So I, I just feel like it was it was really corny, especially for people who, who are already... They've already... Yeah, yo, y'all in the top... Top ten basically mm-hmm. for, for iTunes every single week. What is it really that serious? Like, exactly. Is it really that like, serious, yo? I, someone's got to win corny. each that's week. Corny. Someone's got to win. There's only one number one spot, so it's like, you, if they got this week, you can get the next one, and somebody else can come get the next one. Like you got to just like you know sometimes wait your turn because it's not like the number one spot determines number one ever. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, to me, number one ever right now is Taxstone. I, I want to give really? my credit to Taxstone. I, okay. I love Taxstone. There's something about his cadence, the way he interviews, the way he talks to people, how he just does not give a fuck. No. But at the true. end of the day, the top spots usually do go to, you know, Drink Champs and Rap Radar. Yeah. And that's because we all, we love nostalgia and we are fans. Mm-hmm. So I, I always have an appreciation for good Rap Radar conversation Mm -hmm. i mean these guys hats off to them i mean yeah you know their research is 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 top-notch impeccable Mm -hmm. um on the other hand what i really do like about drink champs is that nori was there for most of these artists Mm -hmm. so you're not gonna make anybody feel as comfortable as when you're sitting down with nori yeah i mean nori may talk over you nori may get high (laughs) 20 minutes into the interview but I mean, these guys and 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 girls, as, as far as hip hop, they open themselves way up because they know that Nori is one of them. Nori mm-hmm. is fighting yeah. on the same yeah. team. Yeah, it's very He's easy. He's not trying to twist anybody's words, you know. Because if anybody going to twist anybody's words, Nori is getting his words twisted first. Because yeah. Nori be saying some outlandish <laughs> shit. Well, he but, knows what it feels like to have like the media exactly. go back against you and like pull shit from you, not look for the truth, but look for a story yeah. and yeah. shit. I like I get that, and I, I think that that's great. And sometimes you want sometimes you want to hear the conversation on the stoop. Sometimes you want to watch the CNN interview. That's kind of how right. I compare it. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you want to see Obama just like you know hanging out with Michelle and his kids out in the out you know for a picnic. Sometimes you want to see Obama.
Obama sitting down with Kendrick Lamar across face, like in the Very in true. the uh, Oval Office, yeah. having a serious conversation. It's two different worlds. Very Absolutely. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I like that analogy. Yeah. When that guy, that was off the cuff. That was cool. Yeah, she got a little credit, a little credit. <laughs> um, yeah, hat, hats off to both of them. And and tax. Yeah. Shout out mm-hmm. to Tax. Tax. <laughs> Wesley Pipes on Tax Stone is one of the funniest <laughs> yes. podcasts. Oh, and I can't forget about Combat. Combat is Co- yeah, Combat yeah. is amazing too. Combat's Ed Lover yeah. interview. But Combat Ooh. Combat to me is the vet of yeah. podcasts. Yeah, he, he was the, the he he might not have taken he might not have taken it to the I think that Tax Stone was the one that pushed in the past year to be podcast to be as big as they are. Very true. But Combat I think was the originator of making hip hop podcasts mm. like yeah. a thing. You know what and I mean? And Juan Epstein. Yeah, Juan Epstein. Seen it. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. yeah. They both came out, I think, around similar times. Yeah. Too. But combat was definitely like combat has kept it up like so yeah. consistent. Combat's, Same thing every time he does it. Combat's one of the OGs, real talk. Like yeah. combat's one of one of the people I actually look up to in, in, yeah. in doing this because we have a similar we've well, I've taken a similar path to his. So he's probably actually the only person that I can, you know, say, like, all right, well, this is apples to apples versus, mm-hmm. you know, everyone else. Like they have their own path. So yeah, shout out to him, Combat Jack. Like, every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, like, what's good, OG? Like, every mm-hmm. single time. I did see him in Toronto, matter of fact, as well. Yeah, so, you saw him in Toronto. To him. Uh, but your conversation with Combat, I mean, what do you usually say to him when you pass on? Literally, every single time is, yo, what's up, OG? That's right. exactly how the conversation <laughs> starts. And, you know, I mean, generally, it's it's always a... It's always a, a, a random a random thing that's coming up. So I did see him at, at um, in-house before that. Mm-hmm. And um, we had talked about something that was a more insider thing. And then um, this time around in Toronto, he was a little tipsy. So it was just like, yo, what's, yo, what's good, OG? Right. Uh, yo, what's good? He gave me like this. He gave me this, the hardest dap I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> he gave me a 90s dap. Yo, 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 yo. And I was like, I was like, all right, he's smack right now. So I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him yo, go. Yo, three, three out go. of the four times I think I've been around Combat Jack, he's been drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and sitting down like behind a, pe- p- p- a posse of people standing somewhere. Yeah, like, he mad brolic yeah. I'm like yo like fam like you short but you brolic fam I'm I'm a little skinny and tall dude. Right. like uh, you can't be you don't need to be doing hard. that can't you be take a lot hard, of animosity so, uh, out one, of that death. one thing I appreciate <laughs> about him as you know being an OG in the industry he's one of he's one of a few of the only people that goes to the younger yeah. younger oh, generation yeah, yeah, of yeah, media's yeah, events yeah. like you see him at in-house you see him at Henny Palooza mm-hmm. like I think he's about to be at um the VS Yacht, he's hosted like three years yeah. in a row yeah, now. Yeah, like yeah. he's always doing these younger events. And sometimes you don't even, he doesn't even have to be involved and he'll show up he'll show if you up. just like invite yep. him. And I think you that's definitely so can respect dope. That. You can definitely respect Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Some people will just be like, eh, it's not for me. Like, no, he exactly. has not, he, it's not that he, even if he's outgrown it, he'll still show up, mm-hmm. exactly. you know? Exactly. And that's commendable as hell. So, combat was one of the sole reasons why you decided to hop in the podcast game. Uh, the crazy part is that, um, I don't know. My my venture into podcasting was just weird, yo. Um, I started my my radio show, Uncle Radio Show. I started it three and a half years ago now, and um, I don't know. I just I I just felt like a lot of artists that I thought were dope weren't getting represented the way that I felt like they should. Mm-hmm. So I started my show, and I, that's when I found out about the Combat Jack show when his show was live at like PNC Radio. Right, right. You know, right. so back in PNC, yeah, 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 yeah. Ago, back in yeah. the day, back in the day. So. Um, you know, I follow, I, I was, you know, watching him, seeing what he was doing or whatever it is. I wanted to get on PNC so bad. Like, yeah, I'm making my show real good to get to, to, get to PNC. Mm-hmm. And then when I got it to that point, he had switched to, to podcast. And I was like, all right, well, I still like doing live radio. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep riding with that. 
And I got into a situation um, where I was at, like, a pirate radio station, but I was finally, mm. like, on the dial, and I was like, yeah, like, I'm doing my thing. And um, the experience wasn't what I thought it would be. I didn't like it a lot. I felt I lost a lot of the, into- the autonomy that I had in terms of creating my own show. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just, like, it's been, at that point, it was, like, two years and change. I'm like, yo, it's been about two years and change now. Like, I could do my own thing now. I don't need a platform to host my own show when I can literally host my show by myself. SoundCloud had been, you know, was right. kind of booming at that time too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, this is this is lit. So I made the switch, and um, yeah, from there on, it's just been like, all right, well, Comet made this switch, and let me see like how he's done it, and let me, you know, notice his lane and study his lane, but kind of like craft my own so that I can be my own self. So mm-hmm. it's worked. It's dope. Yeah, it's worked. I think that's a. It, it, when you jump into stuff like this and, you know, media in general, I think you always have an expectation like, oh, man, it's about to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and then when shit just start to go sour, it's just... One yeah. of the most discouraging shits. Yeah. And yeah. I think specifically for this business, it takes a lot out of you more than, like, being a lawyer or being mm-hmm. a doctor because there's still a way, you know, you fall down... It's a perfect ladder that you could just start getting back up yeah, on. Yeah, structure, With yeah. media, right. Media is boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, boom. You could All be over the place. on bottom right now. Two days, you could be on well, top. We also yeah. have to depend on things like popularity and relevancy. That's very true. Yeah. And like, like being a lawyer, you could say, like, if you were part of like the O.J. Simpson trial and you were the one, one, oh, one like that Johnny. helped him. Yeah, yeah, like I'm saying, like, if 10 years later, if he decided he wanted to be on a big profile case, he could have been like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Johnny Cochran. Like, I can be on any case mm-hmm. I want to be on and just go do it. With us, like, I, you know, like, my Rick my Rick Ross thing like that, you know, kind of went a little that bit viral. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can't pitch that to, for a day of my life. Okay, that was three months ago. What are you doing now? You right, know what right, I mean? Right, like, right, you right. just can't. Yeah. You got to be, like, relevant. You got to be popular. You got to be, yeah, key. like, what have you done What have you done for me lately, industry, mm-hmm. is what yeah. this is. So. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. I've, I, I've always, I've always stressed out the people, anyone who I've worked with, any of the podcasts that are on the network now and stuff. I would say, yo, consistency is key. If you're not going to be consistent, like, we can't even work together because, you know, over time, people like to look back and see what you have done. And if they can look back and see you have, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 episodes ready and, you know, going, you know, they've been moving all this time. They're like, oh, damn, like, I wasn't on this at this mm-hmm. time. Like, damn, mm-hmm. like, now I got to catch up. Right. You know, I got now I need to, I want to be in the know. Mm. And people, but, you know, people start stuff and they, they, Drop it for a little while and they come back and I'm like, yo, how you think you're gonna build an audience that way? Like you're yeah. in the like you are literally independent. Mm-hmm. How how you think you're gonna do this? So yeah. Mm. You know, trial and error. Yeah. And and you you uh you have also other responsibilities outside of the media. So along with just being trying to stay relevant through your show, I mean you you got I mean you got a job. Yeah. You know, you got can I mention yeah, yeah, you, you can imagine you anything. Know? I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, you know, my life is my life is open book. Okay, just making sure. You know, a lot, a lot of people, you know, you got to check the parameters. But yeah, you know, enough. you have a daughter, yep. and um, you are a working father yeah. as well as an editor, a podcaster, and you know, starting your own network. Yeah. You know, where does the motivation come from for you, and where do you want to take this? Yo, you 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 mentioned it two seconds ago. My daughter's my motivation. Mm. If I didn't mm-hmm. have I didn't have my daughter, son. I don't even know what I'll be doing right now. You don't like think you'd be doing this? I don't think so. Mm. I I, mm. I really don't think so. I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Like once once she was born, I'm like, I right, bet. So how do I? <laughs> how how I can I build that. a legacy for her? Right. You know, like it's, nice. it's game time now. Like how can I build a legacy for her? You know, when she looks back on on my life, 
right? And what I've left for her, is there something that's going to be there? Is it going to be physical? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be, uh, I don't know, on, on, a, on a network? Is it going to be viral? Like, you know, what can she look back and, and see that I've done? And how can I also inspire her to, to, to be great, you know? Like, growing up as a, as a, as a young West Indian, you know, first-generation uh, American. What, what in, island? I'm Barbados, of okay. course. <laughs> Shout out to my Bijans. Oh, my motherfucking God. Bijans crew. Please stop. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wish y'all could see that. Wow. Yo, flying fish. <laughs> oh, my God. But nah, you know, coming up, you know, my parents weren't into, they were, they were more focused on, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, I had the, the right education. Yes, you know, carrying I wasn't, your future. Yeah, I wasn't, the, I wasn't the odd man out and stuff like that. But, you know, that kind of sheltered me from some of the, harsh realities of what life is, you know, in this country and in general. So, you know, now I get to show her, like, okay, well, this is what I do and this is what I'm going to do and this is what I want you to be able to do. Mm. And you can look you can look at me and say, okay, well, you know what? My dad did this so I can try and do this as well. Mm. So, you know, you can try and do anything that you want to do. And I think that that's something that I didn't necessarily get as a kid that I'm now trying to give back to, right. to not just my daughter, but to everyone around me, my community, everything. So, right. I was, um, we had a conversation right before we started the podcast. Um, I got to talk with you. And one thing you're big on as well that a lot of people want to be big on and always say they're going to be big <laughs> on, but don't actually make the moves to do it or don't actually make the like don't actually make the correct moves necessarily yeah. to do mm -hmm. it is giving back to your own community like yeah, literally right. we were just talking about how how can you be big nationally if you're not even big locally yeah. like if you can't be if you can't make a difference or make something known or something of a change within five blocks of you how do you expect to do it you know um around the world so uh talk a little bit about you know what you're doing for your own community right now and the classes that you're starting up absolutely so um i feel as a as a young man growing up in Brooklyn, I've had I've actually lived in mad places. I, my nick my my new other nickname is the Kid Nomad. I've lived in mad places mm. over the last fifteen years or so. So, um, I've always had a love for Flatbush. Um, I grew up in Canarsie, Brooklyn, for mm. those out, out of New York City. I grew up in I grew up in Canarsie, but I spent a lot of time in Flatbush, and now I actually live in Flatbush. I've lived there for about eight years now, and. To be able to see other, you know, first-generation West Indians and just West Indian culture in general, it really, I, I, I love it. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that outside, because I've lived other places, I noticed that outside of, you know, a couple of hotspot areas, people don't know about West Indian culture like that. And when they travel to New York, they want to they wanna figure out, you know, oh, like, where can I go do this? Where can I go do that? You know, where can I get authentic food? Where can I do this? Where can I do that? They don't, they don't, they don't know because they mm -hmm. can't Google it. Why? Right. Because places in my neighborhood... Yo, there are places in my neighborhood that don't take debit. Like, once I get off the train at Church Ave, That's crazy. if I don't go to the Chase Bank right there, I'm not going to be able to buy no food on that sh on the strip by my house because nobody ain't taking debit. Mm. Nobody's taking debit. If you go in Google places, um, like, you know, Google restaurants in my neighborhood, you're not going to find them because they're not, they're not there. Mm. So I'm trying to start up classes in my neighborhood to get people online, teach them about Yelp, teach them about nice. you know getting to getting their business on like Google Google Maps, you know, figuring out how they can work their website. Can they build a website? Do you even have a website? You know, work, getting their pages on, get them Facebook pages, Twitter pages, Instagram. How do you market on that? So on and so forth. Keeping it super low cost, ten dollars, ten dollars a class. You know, like if you're a business, you can afford ten dollars a class. Yeah, you know, just teaching it's good you investment teach, anyway. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. You right. Know? I feel like a lot of people they go to college. And then they glow up essentially, and there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with glowing up. You know that's that's that was the goal. That's why you invested in yourself to go to college. 
But at the same time, don't forget about where you came from. Mm-hmm. You know, give back to the community. Give back to the kids that's that's in that community so that they can see that they need to, that they should be able to go someplace too. You know, like I wouldn't recommend going to a private college in Rhode Island like I did because that's mad bread. Mad unless, bread. You, unless you're going to get mm-hmm. that scholarship money, you can do that as well. <laughs> but you can go to a local community college um, and, and and actually learn stuff and then teach your community as well. You know, you don't need the you don't need the big time. The big time colleges and stuff like that. You don't you don't necessarily need it, but you should possibly go to college. Mm. I'm not a not the biggest college advocate at this point, but yeah, you, right. You you can you can learn a lot there, but you can also learn a lot on your own. Go Google is your friend. Mm. <laughs> Google is your friend. Have have you? Because I know in our community, especially if somebody is doing something like that, like mm-hmm. trying to teach people something, but then you put a fee attached to it, mm-hmm. you get a lot of kickback. Oh, yeah. A lot of people think that hey, you know, this is oh somebody's. Okay. I don't know. It's a whole bunch of people walking by. Okay, hopefully I don't get caught. Uh <laughs> but a lot a lot of people may associate that. You know, some people oh no, you're trying to scam me. Oh no, yeah. I don't need to pay for that. Yeah. It need to be free. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten a lot of resistance about that? Uh nah, um I I've put it out to some people mm-hmm. expressing it to them, but I'm a person of my word. Right. And I'm also a person of showing people statistics you know mm-hmm. i'm big on i'm big on logic and i'm big on statistics so if i tell you something best believe that my pitch is ready and ready to, it's ready to go nice you know you asked me to do the 20 second rant i've been working on my elevator pitch and that's about <laughs> 20 seconds anyway so yeah. like you know you, you, you kind of have to have your stuff lined up and ready to go like if i tell you i'm gonna i'm gonna help you i'm gonna help you um increase your your brand uh, awareness on twitter instagram and facebook my Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook better be lit. Yeah. Right. Or, I mean, even even if it's not lit, right? Because lit mm-hmm. is kind of subjective. But I better my like my my post better look like something, you know? Right. Like, yeah. I better right. know you better what have, hashtags. Like, your brand. Are. Yeah. yeah. You know, I should, like I, simple stuff at least. Yeah. yeah. You know, the the, the bare basics. You mm-hmm. know. So I, I, yo, at the end of the day, if someone came to me and was like, yo, like I'm not really sure if I could afford ten dollars a month. You know, because you know how people are, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you like, can you like, can you like hold it down for a little while and I get you back somehow? Yo, like, I'm always, I'm down for the barter system, yo. Like, it's 2016. I'm not, I'm not necessarily, I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for bread like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, let me go back. I'm not broke. I mean, well, I'm kind of broke. <laughs> and, I, and I, and I necessarily, I'm looking for bread, but like, it's not, that's, money isn't something that, that's, 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 a, that's a big motive. issue for me. Nah, I would rather, I would rather help a thousand people and get paid, you know, you know, pennies on the dollar, but just I know that I help a thousand people. That, yeah. that makes that makes that makes my life feel way more way more important. To be honest, it's all an investment at the end I, of the day. Absolutely, yeah. What does that sense of helping though come from? Like, because you could easily take this and go somewhere and make millions. Yeah, you know um, your skills. Honestly, I don't know. Yo, my entire life, I've just, I've I've been searching for what is my purpose, and it mm-hmm. always comes back. To helping people. Nice. I, I created the Encore Radio Show because I felt like artists weren't getting the right play mm. in their community. So, yo, let me let me go ahead and present this this opportunity. And a lot, a lot of people don't even know about the Encore Radio Show. So, it's not just that I'm giving you an interview, right? Because of my background in website management and internet commerce, when I'm when I'm done with the interview and I post it on the site, best believe that when you Google your name, you're gonna see that interview. It definitely comes up. It comes I, up. I, I googled it. You. It comes up along with me being kicked off. Of- the stage from Chapter Scott, yeah. but that it was like that was like fifth though. See? Encore Radio, I swear to God. See, and I'm, I'm not talking page twenty seven. I'm talking page one. Yeah, you know. So it's like when people Google you, then in the future now, and they're looking for an interview, they're looking to find out more about you. They mm-hmm. now have that chronological chronological interview that details people like yo, this is who I am. This is what I've done. 
That's more important to me. I love to help people. I don't know where it comes from. It's probably from my, from my mother or whatever. My father's not really the helping type person. But mm. at the end of the day, you know, I just think that if you give, if you, like, I, I believe he, he, on another level in karma. Mm-hmm. If you put out good ar- karma, if you put out good energy, you will get back good energy. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, spoil myself or whatever with bad energy. That's, 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 I'm not here for that. Right. Mm. Wow. And I, I, I kind of feel the same way. Like, Putting and and that's why I admire you so much. You put forth the good energy. You was just like, yo, just come up to the show. It's like, okay, went up to the show and we we literally had a conversation about life, about hip hop, about spirituality, Mm -hmm. um, race. I mean, we you know, and I could already tell that you weren't doing it for yourself. Like we just literally sat down, we had a conversation, and um, I encourage everybody to listen to your show and for artists and and socialites and people on podcasts to. Get informed with Encore Radio because you really do some dope shit. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you very much, and I I respect both of you. By the way, oh thank, oh, thank you, man. I, every time I see y'all, I'm like, yeah, I love y'all. I love Aww. y'all for real. You know, and Lindsay, you know, we first I saw you in the Minorities and Media group chat. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. There you, you go. Do your introductions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my hands behind oh, you, like yeah, it's my people's right there. So I'm like y'all. <laughs> thank you very like much. That, so. Seriously. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Now I I just I don't I don't know I don't I don't know why people don't want to help out. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can understand that it's a it's a lot. I can understand that, but at the same time, if if you're not helping someone, what are you actually doing? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like is 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 the dollar is the dollar amount in your bank account or the dollars in your pocket or the bottles that you can play with, or whatever the clothes that you wear, is that more important to you than actually helping out the next person? Like mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta look back, look in ourselves, and be like, yo, are we actually being humans at this point? Like, come on, yeah. son. So. I don't know. I don't know. God bless people. <laughs> God bless people. That's all right. I mean, um, I yeah. What, I was gonna say it always pays off for those who that do have that like you know that sense of empathy or sympathy. It always does pay off in the end, even though it's like it's because a lot of people always struggle with you know is this going to drain me by helping mm-hmm. you? Right. Like everyone's always so worried about how it affects them, but Self. like there mm-hmm. should be people who just like him who just help without even thinking about how it's going to affect him. He's not worried because, you know, Wise isn't worried necessarily about, like, you know, uh, how much money am I going to lose from this or who's not going to be able to pay or blah, blah, blah. Like, when you worry about that, you're already draining yourself mm-hmm. before you even get to the part of draining yourself. Very true. So it's to the point of, like, if you're, you should be focused on the mission behind what you're doing and how you're helping someone rather than, per se, you know, what you are getting out of it, what you're not getting out of it. Right. Because when you do that, what, what's the point of helping someone? Right. Like, yeah. your intentions are terrible. Yeah. And I mean, and not, and not to, like, not to double back on, like, um, well, to double into, you know, what, like, mental health and stuff like that. Mm. You know, like, I suffer, like, I'm an introvert. I'm a wild mm-hmm. introvert, right? And I suffer from wild anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. I get, really? yeah, I get super... Like around crowds, around every everybody and everything. Really? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. I get super. I have crazy anxiety. So like you know, being around people itself already drains my energy. Yeah. From the time from the time I walk outside my door, like I'm, I'm, I go from 100 percent, 99 percent, and it ticks down as I'm outside more yeah. and more and more. And it's it's it is hard, but how else? Like you have to put yourself in uncomfortable positions to be to be something more. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't live in this in this box of comfortability because nothing happens. Nothing happens there. Like you can't make nothing for yourself if you just kind of sit around your friends and your family or whatever and people who will just be like, yes, yes, yes to you. Like, yo, mm. go around somebody that'll tell you no and now that'll really test your character and see who you see are. See how you person. bounce back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
So how's the show? How's your show and you know your media ventures kind of help you kind of with your social anxiety? Because I could I can imagine like even just opening yourself up to people yeah. could be wild frightening. Yeah. Like you could be just like fuck, I really don't know you, <laughs> and I feel like being comfortable a hundred percent. You know, putting everything on the table is like frightening. Um, I don't know. Does it help? I don't know if it's actually helped me. You know, really, it, it helps me meet people. Okay, you know, and it, it kind of especially like when I'm doing the podcast because it's really just me. You know, maybe my co-host or you know, um, Cha Cha and you know the other person. So we got a chance to actually talk, and it's not in this huge environment. But at the same time, it's still uncomfortable because it's like, damn, like I really don't know. I really don't know you outside of like what I've researched about you. I, don't I know really you. don't know you yeah. outside of what I've seen on Twitter. You know, you could be a crazy person. Like, you mm. could really drain my energy. Like, you could say some wild stuff, and I'm like, ah, I don't even want to be here no more. But I'm saying, you have to take, you have to take risks. Mm. You know, and if you want to help people, that's part. Like, I look, my cousin is a social worker, right? Mm -hmm. My cousin meets some interesting mm. characters on a day to day basis, but she's just like, yo, at the, at the end of the day, interesting characters need help too. You mm. know, Very true. exactly. So, that's how they develop into being interesting characters. Exactly. You know, yo, there's. You know, you can honestly find gold in everything if you just work hard enough, mm. you know. And I mean, I'm n I've never been that person to be like, oh, no, nah, you got to work hard. And that's the only way you can get it. I don't I don't believe in that. I think that even like saying that, you know, kind of discourages some people. Kind of like, oh, well, I feel like I am working hard enough. You know, working hard is very subjective itself. But if you put in the effort and you, you know, you try and try and try, something good will come, will come out of it. You know? Very true. You know, for your, for your individual self. Just make like smaller goals where you can say, okay, well, you know what? I did this. I'm happy. I'm I, I'm successful because I did this. You right. know, make make small goals for yourself. Don't look for this long 400 meter finish line because that shit moves a lot. Oh, D. <laughs> that me that 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 finish line moves a lot, and um, yeah, you don't want to be staring at a finish line for the rest of your life. You know, make short goals and and and, and enjoy your wins. Enjoy your wins for yeah. real. Mm. I wanted to kind of touch a base a little bit more on, you know, like the mental health aspect mm. because I think it's interesting that Jameer's reaction was like, you know, kind of like, oh, wow, like I didn't know that because it's so like not something that you, we, because I, I also have a very severe anxiety disorder, mm. but people can't tell. Really? Yeah, yeah, like I, all I Shit. do is worry. All I do, oh, I overthink God. absolutely mm -hmm. any and everything. Y'all have been deceiving so, me I, like, the whole like, time. It's crazy because the tone of someone's voice will give me so, like that gives me so much anxiety because yeah. I'm like, oh, they didn't say hi with this type of enthusiasm. Yep. They're upset with me today. Yep. Oh, okay, yep. okay. But, 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 the, but I'm, to the I'm to the point of hypersensitivity to the max, mm -hmm. like with that I'm type empath. of thing. Like, like energies, and tones like mm -hmm. so I I totally understand where you're coming from however in our industry um and a lot of industries in general and a lot of neighborhoods and a lot of communities it's not touched upon and it's yeah. not because this no. because the media industry and the entertainment industry and the music industry in general the attitude is like you got to have a tough skin you got to be able to take this yeah. which is like at the one on one hand for the hustle I get it that's exactly what it's supposed to be but why is that not allowed why is that not allowed why is there not allowed to be a lane for people with actual either mental disorders, mental illnesses, chemical imbalances, people who mm. deal with real life shit that they cannot help. You know, why is it that we, we have to be so 
uh, disadvantaged when like sometimes we just don't want to be in a social situation like me. There's a lot of events that I will turn down because I'm just I already know the crowd is not something I want to deal with. Whether it's like it's going to be packed in like sardines or it's going to be like people awkwardly doing small talk, which I hate. Like, do you know what I mean? Like if I if sometimes have social disorders, maybe because I feel there's all these different. Yeah, there's all these different types. But I just know for a fact, like from what he was saying, you know, like the like the second you step out of your house, you go to a 99 percent. Same here for me. Like, mm. the second I walk out of my house, like, you know, I live in a pretty populated Washington Heights neighborhood. Yeah. And, like, right on Broadway and stuff, there's always people. I always hate walking outside knowing that someone could either try to say hello or something. I'm okay with, like, you know, like, a nice, friendly good morning. But sometimes I'm just too, it's like, so it much, freaks yeah. me yeah. out a little bit. And I don't know what it is. But, like, I think that mental health is something that we really need to, like, address. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. But not even just address for awareness. I think that this industry needs to kind of acknowledge it and... Make make it almost like not even like a lane for it, but an okay for it to mm. be there because yeah. people always say oh, you have to have tough skin, you have to be able to take this, you have to be able to take that. Well, some people physically cannot, yeah. and it doesn't mean that they shouldn't live out their dreams because of that. And yeah. that's something I have an issue with. Like yeah. I just want to know your thoughts on that. Well, when it comes to mental health, you, you know, you mentioned awareness, and a lot of people just are not aware about mm-hmm. mental health. And I believe I'm actually very proud that in 2016 people are having the conversations. And I mean, I'm. I'm actually very, I'm proud and I'm happy. I may be just because I'm on Twitter a lot and there are a lot of progressive people on Twitter, but you see it a lot more. And, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in the 90s. You don't necessarily see, you didn't see that. You know, mm-hmm. no one talked about mental health. and No one talked about mental health until, at least, at least to me, until like 2012. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, Absolutely. you know, I was like, what, 25 or something like that? You know, and I'm finally hearing that, that actual, that terminology. Mm-hmm. So, it. I mean, it, it's a lot. At the same time, for me, I don't, believe in the word can't I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've actually like, tried to take it out of my vocabulary in general because I think can't is a limiter for me it's either don't or won't mm-hmm. like I don't do this because I won't do this because but for me to say that I can't now nah, what's actually stopping me from saying from from doing it nothing is actually holding me back you know my anxiety it <sighs> my anxiety mm-hmm. what it does is it's a buffer for me. It's a comfort zone. It's mm-hmm. a comforting thing, essentially. Because if I put myself in an awkward position, in a, what I deem as an awkward position, my anxiety goes up, mm-hmm. right? Like you mentioned, overanalyzing. I literally overanalyze <laughs> everything when mm. it comes to like going out to, to body language, you know, mm. what you what you say, like everything. I, I went to school for sociology as well. People so, cross their arms right. when they talk to yeah, you, I'm like, like I'm, put their I'm, hands on their face, anything. I'm picking up every single mm-hmm. every single thing, right. and it all it, it it it's a lot for me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do know that if I don't get out of this comfort zone, nothing will happen for me. I won't be able to go to work. I won't be able to talk to people. I won't be able. I, the most I'll be able to do is tweet. And even tweeting, sometimes like you know, so much can come off from that. You don't. You won't know how to interpret it. And like, damn, like now this shit is invading my 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 favorite place or whatever. So I'm just gonna sit in my house and curl up into a ball. Like I don't want that for myself. So right. you can definitely go and get. Um, you can actually go out and or research how to um speak to people. Like I always Google, you know, what are some what are some ways to to sit down and talk to someone or whatever and engage with them without feeling awkward. Mm-hmm. Like I I just went to a um I went to a mixer on Tuesday and at the mixer, what well, you know, during during my Googles, what they mm-hmm. said was instead of asking someone what do they do, 
asked them how, how do they spend how do they spend the most of their time. Mm. And I said, that's I, a good question. I asked everyone that, and it, the question it just flowed. No one, they didn't feel pressure, and I didn't feel pressure to respond. Whatever, or I, I didn't feel like, oh, well, they about to give me this this crazy ass speech about what they actually do. And I'm like, damn, like, do I match up? Do I match up to that? I didn't feel that pressure at all. Yeah. Like, yo, how do you spend most of your time? And like, oh, everyone said, oh, work. I'm like, yeah, me too. And that's you know mm. that yeah. it, it brings down the walls. It brings on everyone's like everyone's uh, the tension. It's it's not there no more. So you just gotta find ways to work around it, and definitely just yo Google. If you if you if you feel like you can't get past that, Google how to talk to someone. Like if you need to go like a mental health person, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, yo, just Google that shit. Like yo, it's it's everything is there. Everything is on Google. Mm. Well, what do you think? I, I'll say personally for you guys, the the fear mm-hmm. of uh maybe an anxiety, social anxiety comes from. What do you think it stems from? Uh, and how do how does it limit you day to day? Mm. Right. So, where does the fear you think come from, and how does it limit you? Mm, where does the fear come from? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I like. I don't want to give an ignorant That's some answer. Deep psychological yeah, I say, yeah, shit. Yeah. I don't want to give an ignorant mm. answer. No, because so, you know it's important to, to yeah. talk about. I mean, yeah. if we got platforms like this, I mean, Absolutely. we should. It's very true. You know, if we some feel people comfortable just think about that it. it's just there for no reason, right. when it's definitely it's some deep rooted yeah. shit mm-hmm. with every action that you do, and mm-hmm. yeah. you know. All right, all right. So I'll go a little deeper then. So I also suffer. I also suffer from something called seasonal affective disorder. It's actually named SAD, which is kind of stupid, but whatever. Wow. And essentially, you know, during the month from like November ish until about March, like my my mood is like like all time low. Mm. Like my vitamin, like my, my vitamin D level is like super super oh, wow. low, like deathly low type stuff, mm. and it it kills my mood. So that, that's in the chemical imbalance. So mm. in terms of anxiety, I would also say it's a chemical imbalance because that's the one thing from the seasonal affective disorder that actually stays with me the entire year. Wow. Super anxiety. You know, so um, what was the second part of the question? How how do you feel like that limits you, like you know, uh, day to day? Um, it limits me because before I leave my house, I'm trying to interpret what I'm gonna be around and what situation might actually happen. So so like pre yes, already planning your day, putting yes. that energy out there before I'm before I sit down and talk to someone. I've probably gone through the conversation five thousand times in my head to figure out what's the right way yeah. to answer. It. Yeah, like even in situations like this now, like I've been. I've been training myself to live in the present. So before I got here, I did not pre. I didn't. I didn't like figure out how this whole conversation would go. I yeah. just like you know. I'm just gonna live it and just see what happens. But you know, a lot of the times I'll meet someone. I'm like, all right, well, let me figure out a strategy. If they say this, I gotta say this. And if mm. they say that, I gotta say that. And let me see how they how their body language actually is. And if their body language is off, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch the topic and I'm gonna come back. I know that they might not feel comfortable talking about that. Right. You know. So it's it's a lot of interpreting and it. In your brain, you're doing a lot. Like you're mm. thinking for yourself and you're thinking for them at the same yeah. time. And that's hard. That's probably Absolutely. what makes you a dope interviewer, though. Thank you. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, like I, I think that that's he'll a know skill. the person before they walk in the room. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can judge, and I think it's a skill. Like we 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 like a mutants in, in a certain way. Yeah, I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not definitely, you know, the best, but you know, I've been able to You up there, boo. I'm definitely I'm trying, are. you know, I'm trying, you build your skills. <laughs> so you start to notice body language. You start to notice how people get protective and mm-hmm. you know they don't want to talk or they veer off to the side and you can read somebody's eyes. Yes. You know, but that 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 can work in your advantage mm-hmm. uh from you know picking those little things up and then mm-hmm. being able to have the gift of gab to switch it. Yeah. Into a whole nother conversation that can make them interesting. One thing I've done is, or one thing I do believe in is, you know, don't like people look at their disadvantages and see it as a disadvantage. 
and a handicap. And I'm like, nah, like I'm gonna flip this to get. somehow work mm. in another way yeah. for me. You know, energy can't. Like I always tell this all the time, and I, you know, another thing I've, I've googled. You know, energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be transferred to something else, right? So if I take the like all the all the bad feelings and bad vibes I might be pulling in from somebody, I can take that and it, I can let it sit on me and. Um, mess up my 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 whole aura, or I can flip it and push it back and figure out how I can tweak that to interpret to talk to other people and stuff like that. So hmm. exactly, it works. Yeah. And Lindsay, we didn't we didn't get to you. Where do you think your fears? Um. Well, going? as well, mine mine starts off more or less scientific and an actual you know chemical imbalance. Like when I was younger, I'm pretty like after I watch all of the video footage of me as a child and stuff, Aww. I'm no like I'm pretty positive that I had childhood ADHD where mm -hmm. I was like extremely hyper. Like way too much energy, like uh, could not pay attention. Like I mean, t that's typical child stuff, you mm -hmm. know. But mine was to the point of like it was a little, it was a little over the top compared okay. to what I noticed with other other kids and stuff and behaviors. Like I definitely think I had ch uh, at least a smaller case or some case of a childhood ADHD. But uh, it came with me until you know my puberty hit. So that meant that meant for the first part of my junior high, it like was there. And junior high is when you know you have girls that are starting to be a little more petty and mean mm. and the mean girls start coming out, the drama, like right. the people picking on you and yeah. stuff. And that happened to me. Like I had a lot of, you know, girls in my grade who thought I was weird and thought I was like, you know, saying weird things, doing weird things. I was just a weirdo of my yeah. class. Yeah. And because that that happened that where a lot of kids, when I would talk or say things, people didn't really listen to me. People didn't want to listen to me. People thought I was just weird. People made fun of me. And it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I'm a victim or whatever, but it did make me very socially awkward. Like gotcha. it transformed me to kind of just like not know how to speak to people because I thought I'd either be coming across too much or nothing at all where I would just be quiet and I wouldn't know what to say and I do I talk here do I say something yeah, like yeah. and so um through that and then like my parents didn't really understand um you know psychological stuff like that because they were kind of raised on like you know just do this like etiquette classes mm -hmm. this is how you yeah. act mm -hmm. so with me Get they were it, so they basically. basically taught me how they were raised you know like you know this is how you act in front of adults this is always introduce yourself like this yeah. but to me it felt so awkward because i'm like they're i always thought they're judging me they they're yeah. already judging me they're already looking at me weird they already think i'm this so my whole life i've always just felt like someone's judging me someone's looking at me weird and from there it kind of turned into when I walk into a room, everyone's staring at me. I know somebody in this room is staring at me and thinks mm -hmm. I'm the weirdest person here. And right. then it just became really in intense and it grew from there into like a snowball effect of yeah. like anxiety. And then it just became a full-fledged like, I don't really want to be around new people. I don't want to be around people I don't know. I don't know how to make friends. Like I felt like I could not make friends. And then yeah. I don't know. I honestly, and then there was just so much, you know, different types of therapy, different types of people to talk mm -hmm. to, all of this type of stuff. So I actually, I actually like, to this day, I don't even know how I'm able to be who I am. I guess I would say the hip hop and combining that with my love for writing and, and having to put myself kind of out there, out there. is what saved my life. You yeah. know, if I wasn't in media, if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I feel like I would just be in a deep, dark hole of craziness. Likewise. And yeah, like yeah, I, it's just likewise. weird how like, like I can't, I went from being like the last person to be in front of a microphone, in front of a crowd or a platform or anyone knowing that, that could possibly be listening to me, to being the first person to step up and say, I want to do that. I want right, to be in front right, of it. Right. So it's just, 
It's weird. I don't know, but I, I think it started from more of a, more or less, usually it does start from like a chemical imbalance. Some people, it just starts from terrible experiences as, mm. as a child, mm -hmm. not being loved enough as a child or being overly loved to the point that they're dependent on that from right. other people. Yeah. So it can, it can come from so many different things. Yeah. So it's just, it, but it's definitely like a topic that's, extremely overlooked like and it and you would you wouldn't believe who has it oh yeah uh, i a believe it, i believe it was um jerry seinfeld he came out a couple of years ago and admitted that he thinks he has a case of autism because wow. of wow. how socially awkward he thinks he is wow. he thinks that he has like one of um i don't know the specific name of it but i remember that he, like think, he thinks he has like a social aut like a autism yeah. in a social sense like mm -hmm. the way he deals with people he doesn't think he can connect those dots yeah. with how m normal people usually can. And that's interesting because he's like, you know, one of the biggest comedians in the world. One of the best. Who can yeah. be in front of, you know, millions of people, mm -hmm. be memorize scripts, be in front of cameras, you know, go on this talk show, talk to fans. And he just thinks that he has that. So it's like sometimes you wouldn't even believe who has, you know, yeah. mental disorders and then people who are so normal who we think are the weirdest people ever. Yeah. And I think that comes a lot. You meet a lot of those people in mm -hmm. the industry. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a lot of people yes. in the media. Yes. I've noticed yeah. that some yeah. of the most socially awkward people are oh, in our yeah. industry. Yeah. And I actually, yeah. I, I applaud that while, which is funny because most of the people I know that are not in the industry make fun of it. They're like, oh, the kids that are like, you know, um, in the industry now, they were probably the ones made fun of in high school. And I'm like, yeah. And they yeah. took that shit and flipped it. Right. And now they're the yeah. coolest they people will, at the fucking table. You like, know, they will always... Let me not say they. We were always <laughs> the, the the creative ones. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what you really touched on, Lindsay, and when you said that you kind of threw yourself into writing, mm -hmm. that was your muse. Mm -hmm. That's how you were able to cope with what you were dealing with. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, and and for Wise, it, it was, I'm sure, writing as well. Yeah, I'm, I was a huge... Yo, fam, I'm... I've actually, I was a published writer. I've been a published writer since I was nine. Wow. Since nine? Since nine. Sheesh. Since I was nine, yo. I've I wrote short stories. Um, my, I think my, my first short story I wrote was in 1996. Jeez. And my mom got, my mom got it published when I was in fifth grade. And then I wrote another one, um, uh, I want to say two, in 2000. And after that, I've been, I've actually been writing a book since I was 19. I'm sorry, 18. Mm. A bigger one. So, you know, if y'all ever see, you know, Wise, Wise G, Somewhere posted up somewhere on like mm -hmm. a book cover, some New York New York Times bestseller. Right. Just know that you know you've been working on <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Been yeah. yeah what yeah, is this book about? Oh man! All right, so all right, so um, this book is it's it's a bit hard to explain. So if you are familiar with anime, um, you will get you you understand a little bit. So it's a mix of Naruto mixed with. Um, Avatar mm -hmm. mixed with real life situations. Okay. So oh. what I did was I took pieces of um, my own life and turned them into anime situations mm -hmm. with obviously anime styled um, uh, commentary. So yeah, that book I did that one. I have another one coming out right after that. That is because um, I'm big on trilogies. So I have another one coming out that's about it's. Uh, I don't know if I can say this one. Actually, no, I can. So yeah, this one is about a young woman who's a princess in the last um, country in Africa mm. that allowed. Um, it's like it, I would almost say it's a it's like a reverse racism thing. Mm -hmm. They were the last country in Africa that allowed white people to live in their country, mm -hmm. right? So I flipped it on people just to kind of like um, show what can happen if 
people don't notice about racism, right? And I want people to understand this. Or racism, stereotypes, all that. If you become the majority, say black people become the majority tomorrow, right? I don't want this to be a place where we now are the oppressors of white people. Like, we just experienced, we would have just experienced that. Don't, like... If you if you know something happened, like yo, two wrongs don't make a right. My my mother's been telling me about telling me that since I was since I can remember. Mm-hmm. Two wrongs don't make a right. Do not do the same thing because it's like because it's easy, it's easy for you to do so. That's not that's that's not fun. That's not smart. You just experience this for all this time to give it to give it right back. It's it's stupid. So I wrote a I wrote a book to kind of, that would kind of like highlight that mm-hmm. essentially. So. Wow. TBD on that one. Okay. (laughs) TBD. Yeah, so we're talking about just mental health. I think we're just going to gear our conversation towards that because I think it's a very important conversation that uh, maybe millennials and, Mm -hmm. you know, just the world kind (sighs) of throws under the rug. Yeah. You know, America. Even the older generation just because they weren't raised to know about it. Right, to talk. Yeah. Yeah. About it, or, well, they were raised to know about it in textbook form, but not necessarily like the people around them and to right. how to like help or treat it. You know, yeah, therapy, especially like th- therapy, is widely ignored. Mm-hmm. I want to say, especially in the black community, widely, it's like you think you could just brush problems off and mm-hmm. not fix it. Yeah, but we go through a lot of shit and it's you know just as as humans mm-hmm. that we don't take care of yeah. and we don't talk about and we don't have open forums mm-hmm. to feel comfortable to talk about because we we are taught that we have to fight with our backs against the wall mm-hmm. like we already start off at a disadvantage you know feeling like we we're so defensive mm-hmm. like you can't i think i think it's 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 extremely interesting and sad that so many people fight so defensively mm-hmm. like you move after being reacted to yeah, you never yeah. move forward yeah. until somebody pushes you mm-hmm. you know so we we go through that all the time and mm-hmm. i've experienced you know that myself but mediums like this have, have helped me and um just to be comfortable with who i am yeah um I experienced. I was. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you have a personality that is a gift to the world. I yes, it fully is. believe yeah. that. Yes, it is. And I, I, I so, I so appreciate that. But you know, you, I, I battle with not feeling like, you know, I'm good enough mm. all the time, all yeah. the time. Yeah. You know, not feeling that I was, I was uh, strong enough, not feeling that I could persevere through certain things, even like this. I held this so close to my heart. For, for so long because I didn't want to share it because I, I didn't feel like people would be receptive yeah. or people would find it interesting. Yeah. And um, things like this have just helped me show how strong I am, mm-hmm. how, 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 you know, how motivated, how passionate I can be. Uh, how much and of a go-getter I And just showing you. And showing like, who I am. Because you have, you know, you have things from humor. You have empathy for people. You have sympathy for people. Yeah. You have interest for people, passion for people. Mm-hmm. Like, everything you do is, you have almost every emotion towards people. And that's very hard to come by. Because some people are only like, you know, they only have three set emotions. Right. It could be, you know, anger, uh, happiness, and maybe some compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have, uh, like, you are someone that has a spirit that just, you know. Wow. It literally connects with all types of people. You can deal with any type of situation, no matter how you are feeling about it. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. Like you, can, you are very good at putting up like that mask to be able to say like any mask for any person. Be like, mm. you know, how can I make you comfortable? Because you're not worried about how you feel at the that's end of the day true. when you go yeah. about it. Yeah, 
I think like what Wise said, and I appreciate that, Lindsay. I think what Wise said is just about um, selflessness mm -hmm. um, in order to uh, help other people. Sometimes putting your own burden on the yeah. on the back burner because you can handle it. Mm -hmm. I know I can handle certain situations, but I need to be there for X, Y, and Z because I know they they may not be able to handle it mm -hmm. the way I can. Absolutely. So they may need somebody to help them. Yeah. And that you know that's again another coping mechanism because mm -hmm. there there are certain things that we don't figure out until we're put in the situations that are so dire yeah. that we don't know how strong we are. Yeah. Until Absolutely. we until we get out of that. So um everybody kind of has that that place where they they were able to overcome a certain situation. What what were you guys like? Um, just as far as like taking your social anxiety or whatever anxiety you have and just kind of being like, you know what, fucking, I'm going for it. I'm going after this. I'm going to write. I'm going to do this interview. I'm, you know. Yeah. Um, I'll say it's uh, creating any creative network, you know. Um, when I started, when I started that, it, it originally really started out as a podcast network where a couple of hip-hop podcasts across the country would link together and we would have this network. And, you know, if someone went on tour, basically, they would have these set shows that they could go on tour to, you know, discuss their project with. That was the original, original concept. And over time, I was like, yo, actually, I'm like, yo, I, I, I really could do this. I could make this bigger than, than what it actually is now. And in my head, all I was saying is, nah, it's never going to work out. Yo, are the people are the people home or here in New York? Are they really gonna already are they really gonna fuck with it? You know, like, mm. and then I was like, yeah, actually, I can't I can't think like that. If I'm trying to if I'm more concerned about whether they're gonna like it or not, I'm not doing right by myself. Mm. I'm not doing right by the shows that's on here already. Mm. I'm not doing right by the people who listen to the shows. Mm. I'm not doing right by the people who would who are looking for things like this. You know, I'm not I'm not doing right by anybody. I'm thinking about myself. I'm being selfish for myself right now, and I don't like that. So I flipped it. And I was like, nah, this actually, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna do this, whatever, regardless of how scary it is. It's just gonna happen. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I, I'm gonna try. Mm. Mm. That's dope. And you? Well, for me, I guess like. I guess the support system around me that's like it's it's oh it has been ever changing over the past few years, but there have been some like consistent people in my life that like my best friend Hama is probably one of like literally I remember I was going through like tough all these different tough times. Anytime I go through a tough time of any sort or I doubt myself, she will literally every single day until I'm out of that phase, text me a whole long paragraph about how she like appreciates even just appreciates me, even if it's not about how amazing I am. She'll just be like, I appreciate you so much for this, that, and the third. And I couldn't have done I couldn't have done like maybe not one thing for her. And she's but she's just so because she's so uh she keeps such a faith. She just believes that people come into your life for a reason. And she like, she really emphasizes that every day. And so like, I just have really good people around me to constantly remind me that like, listen, I, I, I know you, Lindsay, and I know you are the person that's going to beat yourself up more than anyone else. Like right. you are going to be the hardest on yourself and you are going to talk yourself out of literally anything you want to do. <laughs> mm. Like you are the person that's going to say, Lindsay, no, you can't do that. You're not, you're not good enough for this. 
someone's going to tell you like, no, and you're going to, and you're going to, the second that you get any negative feedback, you're going to like literally go into a deep hole. So why even try it? While most of the people around me are kind of just like, Lindsay, get the, shut the fuck up. Like right. get yourself out of it. I, and I, and the good thing is, is like, I just try to keep a balance of type of friends around me. I have a hummer who's going to literally text me a paragraph of how amazing I am. But then I have other friends who are literally like, like one of my friend Mazin, um, he uh, thinks I'm like, Mazin. yeah, Mazin, he thinks like he, he will tell me at like, you know, rare times he'll be like you know you're one of the dopest people ever but then but he'll literally be so tough on me too like he'll mm -hmm. literally just be like you're trash but he says that as like a joke <laughs> to be like listen you're trash but like you're the ultimate trash like right. you're the golden <laughs> trash bag and the black trash bags right so he'll basically you're the big ass trash bag. yeah so <laughs> right. like it's like sometimes people will poke fun just to be like and some people will give me like a taste of the medicine of what i'm afraid of just yeah. to kind of shock me out of it yeah. to be like listen was that so bad you know so it's really the people around i would not be anything without the people around me mm. literally nothing and that's why i always try my best to show as much love and, and support and thankfulness for who like you know what i'm doing and who i am um to those people and my parents too my parents literally like my parents might not have known what was going on with me or how to like treat it but they literally wanted to wanted to do anything they could to help they weren't trying to talk me out of saying you're just through a phase this is just teen at like teen angst like they literally were just sitting there like how can we help our daughter like she's mm -hmm. going through some Thing. Right. And my parents were very like, we want her to succeed in everything she does. And it's crazy because I really do. I really have an Indian father. My father could have just been like, because as as he you know was raised, like he could have been like, you need to stop and go to medical school. Like right. I don't know what you what this dream of yours is. And he literally came to this country because he didn't want to be treated like that. Yeah. So he's like, he passed it down mm -hmm. to his daughter, and he was like, listen, if you can pitch to me, why? hip hop and working in it and what you want to do in it is going to pay off in the end, you can do it. And so yeah. I pitched them. I said, listen, this could come out of, you know, making my own brand, my own platform, helping people. I could do this or that. And he goes, you know what? Let's do it. And now he's like my biggest fan. I love it. Like I literally is always like he's the come to my, thing. he came to a birthday where he came to my birthday party where um, I had like a artist showcase and my parents were like right in the stands. My dad was filming the whole thing. He was oh, like, oh, wow. look at her. Yeah. Like he, like my parents are my biggest supporters. And like, even though I'm listening to music where like the N word is being spewed out a billion fucking times, like my parents are just front row for everything I do. They don't care. Even if they don't believe in it, even if they don't like it, even if whatever, they're front row. Wow. I respect that. So yeah. I respect yeah. that. <laughs> I, I I think mine comes from just seeing my dreams manifest. Mm -hmm. Um, each time I get knocked down, man, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's just I know I'm on the right path. Like mm -hmm. I know I'm on the path I'm supposed to be. I know that these are a good friend of mine taught me the difference between obstacles and detours. Mm -hmm. Obstacles are meant for you to go through. You meant to go through the shit you're supposed to yeah. because you're strong enough to make it on the other side of that. Mm. Roadblocks, obstacles, whatever. You're supposed to figure out how to navigate it. It's supposed to hurt when you get to the other side. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be scraped up. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to go through all this shit. As opposed to detours where you've hit a ceiling constantly. You don't know why you're hitting the ceiling. It's meant for you not to go that route. Mm. Or you're supposed to go around. Yeah. But you don't, uh, you don't see that because you're so blinded because you see something right now and you're like, oh, I got to get it. But you're and you not see the light at it. the end of the tunnel. You think that's the only light at the end exactly, of the tunnel. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the biggest obstacles that I've been through recently was the Travis Scott shit. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't think people, I don't think I've, I've been able to share this with people about how emotionally uncomfortable I was at a situation. 
I'm, I was I was a a comedian for seven years. Yeah. I've been a comedian pretty much all my life, in 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 a sense. I was able to af after time laugh that off, mm -hmm. but it took me to a dark place. Mm. One because I believe in closure. Mm -hmm. I never got to see that man yeah. to address it. Not even on no physical. Even though that's why I wanted to take it initially, yeah. mm -hmm. but I never got to. To have, to, a to have a conversation, him? pick his brain on yeah. why. I'm very, I'm very like that. Mm -hmm. I'm very man to man. Let me look you in your eye and tell you how I feel. And if it go another place and we could take that, that's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. But I was always raised to pull somebody aside, talk to them before the situation gets out of, out hand. of hand. Yeah. I didn't get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I went through a, a deep emotional hole. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. and being from Brooklyn, you always have this chip on your shoulder. Yeah. I'm short. You know, people would fuck with me when I was growing up. But either either it would be humor or it would be physical. Mm -hmm. That that would take it to another place. But, or, you know, talking, talking it out, of course, you know. But I felt like I had a chip on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. Like people were looking at me like, oh, you let this nigga do this to you. And I had to think about it because there was, I was having an a interview with Complex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Two things went through my mind one at a time where black men are so devalued in this world mm. i was never going to bash another yeah. black man mm. um through the media mm -hmm. never i wasn't going to do that and i didn't i didn't drag him at all through the media yeah it was a very classy interview on your part yes you know you, you see these people that you know these scumbags out here who get in altercations and they want to sue people mm -hmm. and they want to do all that I didn't want to take it that route yeah. because I already, again, focusing on my dreams, I know that I'm going to be bigger than that situation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And the second thing was... To be honest, I kind of forgot about it until you just right, brought it so up. Right, I brought it yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, the, the, the second thing was um, I just felt like he compromised my livelihood. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you don't know who I was feeding with my money mm -hmm. you don't know what i was saving up for you don't know what was going on but the situation that i was put in and people always ask me well, why didn't you hit him well think about this i'd have been the toughest dude out there the one who snuffed travis scott mm -hmm. that was living back at home with his mom because mm -hmm. yeah. he couldn't pay rent because yep. he lost his job yeah i struggled with that mm -hmm. what was the identifying factor for being a man in my regards, yeah. was it punching somebody because they disrespecting you? Or was it being strong enough to go, okay, this is what happened. This is what happened in front of millions of people. Yeah. People are going to talk about this. But I know that God gave me this mm. because God knew I was strong enough to handle it. If that yeah. makes sense. Absolutely. Like, does. Yeah, does. I, he doesn't I, give you anything more than you can bear. Than you can bear. And, I, and I've been able to, through talking about it, through discussing it. But, you know, I, I, was, in, I was in a fucked up place. Mm. I was really in a fucked up place. And, um, it, again, it was, it, it was certain people, like you said, like giving you shit about it. You know, and people still bring it up. It's the, it's funny now because I'm like, yo, Jamil, only you would go through some shit like this. <laughs> um, but that 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 helps, mm -hmm. you know, because I could take a joke just as hard as I could give a joke. Yeah. Um, but also just having the reassurance, doing my craft, 
bouncing back from mm-hmm. that, saying, you know, I'm not gonna let that cripple me. Yeah. I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let another person, mm-hmm. another human cripple me. Mm-hmm. Because that's just an obstacle. Hey. I could I could be all right. And I still wanna have the conversation. Actually, when he came up to hot. Um, somebody said, you know, he was looking for me to, to talk to me. I, I hadn't got in. Oh, um, he just came up. I was going to ask you about that. Too. Right. I would I would love to because now I'm in a place where I'm open enough to be like, I totally, you know, I was hurt mm-hmm. emotionally yeah. from the disrespect because mm-hmm. you tried to take away my livelihood. It could have been a situation where I could have lost that. Yeah, yeah. But what I will say if I ever got to meet him, is that I don't ever, um, I won't slander your talent. I won't mm-hmm. slander your gift. Um, but as a man, don't cross that line yeah. with anybody. Anybody, yeah. You know? Because I don't think anybody deserves it. example, yeah. Yeah. But, but um, he got I, the, at the time, he crossed the, he crossed the right person that was not going to press mm-hmm. him because anyone else could have pressed him differently and yeah. fucked up their own situation, but exactly. still made him look stupid, you yeah. know? And at the end of the day, you were, you took the higher road. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's a blessing's going to come out of that. Like, yeah, a yeah, yeah, of yeah, blessings. yeah. But I, I really lost, I lost a shitload. I mean, I didn't. I, I didn't really. I'm not a Travis fan, mm-hmm. to be honest. He makes d- dope music, but I'm not like a he Travis does. fan or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, I lost a lot of respect for him. Um, at the, well, from the situation initially, but when I got to know you more, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the past year, I lost even more respect for him because mm-hmm. of how much of a compassionate, kind, caring person that you are. Like, Bless and you. the for the fact that for him to take that as like. To to like you, how are you gonna target the kindest person, like the best spirit oh, there, to be able to do that? Like I'm saying, like he could have pressed anyone who would have been like, let's go right now and not yeah. given a fuck. Yeah. But the fact that you care so much about not just your job, but mm-hmm. the people at your job, like the person down the street from That's your true. job, everyone that you come across, you actually care about, and like you are the last person on earth that would do that back to him. Yeah. Like right, you know right, what I mean? Right, like right, like right. anyone else could have been like, oh, like I probably would have embarrassed them too. Blah blah blah. No, like. You are the last person on earth mm-hmm. that, if you were on the same platform as him, would have ever done that to him, like to somebody else. If you had that same mindset, and that's why I lost so much more respect, at, like as I got to know you, because I'm just like, you, do you even know who? Do you even know Jameer? Like, do you even know who he is? Like, what kind of a person he is? Mm-hmm. Like, he's the last. He's like the least deserving of this of anyone else at Cause, hot. Because that was definitely a Boondocks nigga moment right there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I mean, I told like I know we had we had talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. I told him I, I watched that on on the on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching that. On my, I didn't even know who Jameer was at the time. I'm watching mm-hmm. that on my laptop. I was like, oh, that's crazy. And you know, a couple years later, got a chance to actually talk to him about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's 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 low key fucked up. But you know what? You know, people gonna people. Like mm-hmm. I I I my, I've just I've just running joke, but I'm I be dead serious. I'm not a human person. I don't like humans like that because humans do wild, crazy <laughs> Yo, shit for, for no real. damn reason. Mm-hmm. You know, but I pe- love people, but I don't like people. Yeah, people, people, people gonna people. You know, and at the end of the day, you're gonna meet some people who are like that. And you're gonna meet some people who are just who are better than that, and you just have to hope for the days that you meet the, those people that are better than that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you know, it, I'm it, so glad that you're like out of that dark split. Oh, dark yeah, space me too. Because yeah, me too, me too, me too. Yeah. I mean, it I'm was... I'm glad you talked about it just now. Yeah, it's yeah. It's very yeah. important because yeah. you handled, handled that so beautifully. Yeah. So beautifully. I, 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 thought it, I thought it was important. Like, I had a conversation with my cousin about it. Like, yo, 
you know, what you know, what should I do? You know, this and that. And you know, again, we're from Brooklyn. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not I'm not always on that side, but I can go yep. to that place. Yeah. And people will hit me up like, yo, next time he come to Brooklyn, yo, it. it's and I was like, nah. No. I was like, nah, don't, don't, don't worry about it. But I talked talk to my cousin. He was like, Are you crazy? Like, you don't don't put hands on him. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Yeah. It's like, yo, you, you you're going to ruin a golden opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I had to, that light bulb went, went off. I was like, you, you right. Yeah. I was like, I have to do this the best way I know how to. And that's through communication. Mm-hmm. That's through humor. That's through expressing myself so people can understand that, damn, you know what? I I see why I would have hit him, but I see why you didn't hit him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a lot more to to to, to risk, mm-hmm. you know. Than, exactly. Than, you know, to him because you know his fan base they like that type of shit. Mm-hmm. And that but would it, just be a like it would just be a like to hit him would just be a blip in yours and his yeah. life, but it would it would be more detrimental to yours. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know you could hit him, feel good in the moment, but then three days later you're gonna be like fuck. You know yeah. what I mean? I shouldn't have did that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck. I shouldn't have done that. Or fuck. Like that wasn't like morally the right thing to do mm-hmm. or fuck you know like now so-and-so is disappointed in me or like mm-hmm. you, you know what i'm saying so the fact that you handled it like in that in that way and you were able to have a platform the next like the next week to be able to share your right. side of the story mm-hmm. people were able to still see part of the jameer like okay listen don't like i'm kind but don't take that for weakness at the right, end of right, the day right, right, and right. like i have more i have something to lose so. yeah hair hair for jameer oh yes God bless y'all, man. Hey. So glad you. you I'm, so, I'm glad now that you have a platform to be able to talk yeah, about it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very glad. And you're and you like most people would sound like, yeah, man, da 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 da, like sound petty or hurt. Like you are literally oh, no. handling. You are able to say like, no, listen, that took a toll on me emotionally at it the did. time, and I was able to get through it. Like that's the type of mental like mental health that people do not address. People always right. want to say, nah, man, but they sound petty and yeah. hurt, and that's a bad way of dealing with your mental health. It's better mm-hmm. to just address. That's how you felt. You feel you got way through better it. when you address it. You got through it. it. You're, you're on top. You look where you at now. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, and it, it's it's again it's super important. Like I would never, I would never, sh- you know, throw disrespect at him mm-hmm. in the media. You know, Absolutely. I don't think I think that's you know my we don't feelings. Need that. Yeah. Right, I don't yeah. do that. I don't, I don't do the talking. Yeah. And as far as that. It makes no sense to me. And I'm not going to knock him. Like, he put out a pretty dope album <laughs> just now. And as much as people, like, as you know, <laughs> you know, people will come up to me that I know and be like, it'll be like a DJ and be like, yo, like, for real, I don't even play Travis Scott no more just because you my man. So, like, yo, stop, stop, shut the fuck up. You're lying. Because <laughs> even when I heard Antidote, I was like, damn, this song is hot. <laughs> exactly. I can't even, I can't even do it. But, you know, He's a talented dude. Yeah. I wish him nothing but the best. And, um, you know, I hope one day, I always envision it, like, when I get my talk show, I'm putting it out there, <laughs> get my talk show. My first guests are going to be uh, some of the people who I admired yeah. and him. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking him. into existence. I'm speaking Let's into existence, it. Exactly. Yeah. That conversation's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, and it's no animosity anymore. Yeah. It's just, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a big believer in, like, yo, you know, after like five years, you know, it's after a year, but it's not even on site anymore. Like, you know, if a seam is on site, mm-hmm. it's not like that anymore. Like, I'm I'm over it. And I'm a grown man. Yeah. 
Good for you, Jameer. That one's, that so one's proud should of be you. real, though. That one's I should be real. No, no, no. Now, there are some people <laughs> who, there's one dude who I have, and because he, he disrespected my 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 cousin, mm. my, my female cousin, I'm not going to go into detail because she's not here to defend herself, but swear to God, on site. On See right? Yes. And I'm yes. not even playing. Like, I'm not some, even that dude. Deep shit right there. <laughs> on sight. Swear to God, I'm breaking his jaw. On mm. sight. On sight. That's but, some deep shit right there. Yeah. That's that's on some, because you fuck my family. Yeah. I could take that, mm. right? But, you know, this family, talking, you're talking about a, a female who can't defend herself in that regard because you're a man. I'm going to show you what it means to be a man. Facts. Mm. On some real shit. Age, yeah. Fact. There you go. Okay, so boom. We didn't, oh man. This is a great episode. Good. Yeah, this, this is a good episode. Moment, y'all. You know, you know, I'm I'm gonna go back to what you to what you at you asked me, um, you know, when I do the interviews, is there anything that I, I get from it? I, I I definitely lied. You lied to me. I lied. I there lied. You go. I lied because I haven't I hadn't done I hadn't done an interview like this in a long time. Mm. Every interview I do is low-key therapeutic. Right. Mm. Like, every time I sit down and talk to somebody and get to know them a little bit more, it's therapeutic. It's like, all right, well, there's some good humans out here in this world. Right. You know? And, um, yeah, so, yeah, I I, I felt like this was therapy today. Yeah. Yeah. I like this one. Let's give it up for the Wusa moment. Wusa. Wusa. Hey. I got to thank Jim from Brooklyn uh, for being here. Uh, She had to dip out, but we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for coming on and representing Wise. As always, it's God been bless. a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for inviting um, me. I appreciate it. Yeah, th- th- this was this was powerful and needed to be talked about. Um, mental health is is huge, especially amongst millennials. And I feel like we are the vessel right now that is, is choosing to strip ourselves of the generation, the past generation mm-hmm. stigmas that mm-hmm. you don't have to talk about this. Yeah. And I appreciate Absolutely. you guys for being open and honest. That's Lindsay, awesome. as always. always. I love you, girl. I love you too, Jameer. Thank you. We out of here like last year. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Follow the show. At the show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys can just, you know, follow me at It's Jameer on Instagram and Twitter. And at Lindsay India on Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want. And the show on Instagram, Play Cousins Podcast. So... We are out and wise. Go ahead. Yeah, and you, you, know, you can follow me on Twitter. Well, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere, really. At The Real Wise and Indie Creative Network at Indie Creative NW. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys, man. It's been Woo! a pleasure. It was yeah. somber, but it needed to happen. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, we out. Woo! Peace. Bye, guys.